You like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. <laughs> you say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. <laughs> and now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Greetings, childrens. It's Thursday. <clears throat> it's Thirsty Thursday. And speaking of that, I need some water. I just had some cream chip beef on toast leftovers. And the creamy, milky goodness of the creamy, milky goodness that is cream chip beef on toast. Or as we used to call it back in the military days, shit on shingles. Shit on shingles, yes. SOS. SOS, and it's good. No SOS is on this show. Miss Robin, though. Well, we got different initials for her, but we're not going to use those today. Welcome aboard, kids. We got a busy, busy Thursday. We thank you for joining us on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. And you know what we got today, Robin? We've got live sports action. Live sports action plus live sports uh, putting in your teeth. I know. Let me just duck out of the camera shot. <laughs> For those of you who I do feel not... like the St. Louis Blues after they got screwed last yeah, yeah, night yeah. in overtime. <laughs> uh, Tim, you know what? The hockey players, they'll just go on anywhere without exactly. it, with it. But but Tony is on he's like getting a bone reconstruction so that you can have um, implants. Exactly. And so, and so meantime, I have uh, just a partial. Temporary. I had a I had a full one last night, but the sex strike has really reduced things to an absolute disaster area now. By the way, does everybody love the new camera? So I can't see what the new camera looks like. I'm assuming it's better because it's a $100 camera versus a $30 camera. Yes. It's not like a $100 wine versus a $30 bottle of wine because sometimes you really can't tell the difference. But on a Logitech HD 10, 1080p camera that we bought the other day versus the other camera we were using, right. do I look better? Do I look fresher, younger? You look crisper. Crisp and clean? Yes. There's no fuzziness. There's... You, although, although the other one might have been considered a soft focus. I need a soft focus like uh, Barbara Walters used to do that on 2020. So you don't look as old on TV. I don't wear makeup. I don't dye my beard anymore. I'm just going all natural. I don't have any implants yet. I'm going to have some implants here. I'm not having implants anywhere else, for those of you who are wondering. And I'm not transitioning. Although my boobs are, uh, my boobs are getting hard. Maybe because it's a little nip in the air. Did I say nip? Trevor, Trevor from the 203 says, you look 10 times younger on this 10K camera. Well, thank camera. you, yes. It, it, did it take any weight? Do I look fatter now on the new camera? <laughs> <laughs> Does this camera make me look fat? Oh, man. Oh, Bob from Valley Forge. Crystal clear. I can see the pimples on Tony at, Tony's ass. Oh, wait a minute. That's his head. Never mind. Gee, thanks a lot, Bob. It's an outrage. I see some new faces or new names. Well, in new faces. We always want to see that in the yes. adult industry because that's what they always say. We need more new faces and young faces. We have faces. Random Hero, 1090. Random Hero? Yes. He's just randomly a hero. By the way, we have breaking news from the Bay Area, live on the West Coast, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to have to call in today. Our own Luigi Curdle making his first sojourn to the West. Now, he's been in Vegas, but he's yes. never been to California. And last night, yesterday... I've never been to... Oh, no, no that's not a song. What song is that? You're thinking it never rains in Southern no, no, no. California? never... I've never All the leaves to... are brown, California dreaming. There's a lot of California songs, Robin. No, it's a guy singing it. Never been to Oklahoma. 
What is that song? I don't know, Robin, but your, your music, but does it make my junk look bigger? That's a good question, Stevie V. <laughs> does my junk look bigger now? And I don't want any get any get women and get any women aroused while the sex strike is in full effect. No, you could cause a stampede. In fact, last night after the show, we ran to the grocery store and I saw a couple of women in Acme. And then I went up to them and said, Hey, uh, excuse me, young ladies. Are you involved in the sex strike? Do you still participate if a man says, Hey, I, I find you quite attractive? You look good right there in that yoga pose. Would you like to end the sex strike right now and come home with me and Robin and maybe talk over things and have a conversation, like we like to say? They said, I don't want to do it, and you can't make me. That's true. That is true. So basically, the word today is, Robin, for those women who are still in the sex strike. Men could be on the sex strike, too. Men involuntarily. What are you playing now, Robin? I hate how this works. How does it work? Well, it doesn't. That's the problem. <laughs> Are you fine trying to find a California song that you couldn't think of? I, I've some. I think it's Three Dog Night. Never been to Spain. Yeah, but I've been to Oklahoma. See, isn't that where? Yeah, but that's that's just California is just one of the lists of things. We're gonna play that for an Oklahoma song too. I've never been to Spain, but I've been to Oklahoma. See, that's the one that I. But I and the ladies are insane. Because I'm not like you. I don't have all the lyrics stored in my brain. I just remember bits and pieces, and I don't know which songs they go to. So when it is that I actually have an association with a song, I'm very proud of myself. One of my favorite songs, they used it a couple of years ago in a commercial, California Soul, which is a female singer. I can't remember her name now, but she was great. And it had the the had the, the big violin build up. Really funky song. Now, that's Three Dog Nights. I know. What does the hell does this have to do with being in San Francisco? How about... Because he's he'd never been anywhere else except for Vegas, and well, he's been a couple different places. But, this but he is hasn't only, been to Oklahoma. This is only this was his very first solo flight. Wow, is he Amelia Earhart now? <laughs> no, they'll find him. Our, I, I hope. Our little boy is growing up, and he had a big experience while he was on Caltrain, going up to San Francisco. So Luigi left yesterday because of the bad weather on the West Coast. His flight was delayed like three hours, so he didn't get in until late last night out of the Bay Area, arriving at SFO. He didn't go to Oakland. He went to SFO, right? Airport, Robin? Correct. So your mom picked him up yep. and drove him down to the beautiful, His beautiful... adopted grandmother, yes. whom he's met for the first time now. And so he, go, he gets picked up, and he goes to your mom's house. He gets to see the bidet that we found there, and now we have one in our home. And then he had dinner at your mom's house. He got up, and he, now he's already underway. So what he did is he went to the Caltrain station yep. in Menlo Park, I'm assuming, right? Uh, yes. That's where you and I I'm assu- I'm take that train. Well. So you take that train from Menlo Park, and you go into the city of San Francisco. And that's what Luigi's doing right now. In fact, he says, I'm blasting the show on the train right now, listening on the Twitch app all the way in San Francisco on Caltrain. And he says, someone just asked me, is that Tony Bruno? That's some kind of California love out there. Because you know they love me out in the Bay Area, right? Yeah, you, Luigi, you needed to let everybody know that uh, Tony's back on because a lot of people don't realize it yet. And when they do finally realize it, they're like, oh, my God. Exactly. And we are underway here. We got daytime baseball. Is this game... Are Actually, the Phillies already losing? Tony, or Luigi might be able to utilize your name to get some action. Not that he probably wouldn't be able to do it on his own, but, but you know, it's an extra thing that, that he works with Tony Bruno. 
You can drink on Caltrain, yes. Your name goes far in San Francisco. Yes, it does. Especially on the streets. Although I don't think they have the Twitch app. Although most of those people who are now on the streets, unfortunately, all over America, and obviously out in San Francisco. (coughs) Pardon? They do. Well, here's the problem. They do have portico. Because the, the poverty level in San Francisco, you are considered... Uh, under the, the the poverty level and below starts at a hundred and seventeen thousand exactly. dollars a year. So Luigi, if you didn't bring one hundred seventeen grand with you, you better come home in a couple of days because that's all. That's how long it'll last you. Anyway, we already know that, Robin. Yes. Well, but uh, but <laughs> my point is, is that even people that are living on the street, it's only because they. It's not that they're making not making good money. No, it's they, that can't they can't afford. afford they, they can't situations. afford a tenement. So <clears throat> they oftentimes do have phones and radios and all sorts of stuff. And even the people who cannot afford like uh, expensive phones and things like that, there was a homeless guy. Um, he was on drugs, and he found a. I remember this story so well. He found one of those transistor radios that you had to wind up. Yes. He found it in a garbage, and he started listening to you when you were still on in the Bay Area. Yep. And, At night, he would listen. Yeah, and he said that you made him laugh, and because he got to laugh every day because of you, it made him motivated to get clean. And he said that he actually had something to live for. for yes, and I time. remember that. So oh, this show is now proven. Politicians can't fix the problems. <clears throat> More of your tax dollars can't fix the problems on the street. You know what does? Tony Bruno Live. And because we make people laugh every day. We yes. give them a reason to be happy about life. Not wanting to end lives. Mm-hmm. Not wanting to, to get serious all the time until it's time to get serious. And if you can laugh at least once a day... You have something to live for. Exactly right. <clears throat> I haven't laughed yet, but <clears throat> I should have had that cream chip beef on toast. So Luigi's out on the West Coast in San Francisco, and he's going to do all kinds of good stuff. Baseball underway this afternoon. And Jarrett and, uh, and of course, uh, Zach Eflin, who's been the Phillies' best pitcher lately. Not Zach Efron. No, no. It's a Zach on Zach show today. Phillies are starting Zach Efron, who's been phenomenally Eflin. as two complete... Jack Eflin, what did I say? You said Zach Efron. <laughs> That's because of you and that crap with those sappy white boys who sing. He's a good-looking guy, though. I got to admit and that. And he Zach. just he he's apparently amazing in the Ted Bundy epic. That's on. Netflix. He plays Ted Bundy. Yeah, it's. Creepy. I saw a preview for it. Well, no kidding. Ted Bundy wasn't exactly. Uh, no, but he really embodies the character. It's just. I, I didn't crazy. see it. Did you, is, is it on Netflix? I saw the trailer for it and it looks fantastic. Beautiful. Well, screw Zach Efron. It's Zach Eflin, not Zach Efron. And you know who's pitching for the Brewers today in the afternoon matinee? Zach Davies. So it's Zach versus Zach. <clears throat> and already there's been a Jack against Zach in the first inning as. Christian Yelich, the best player in baseball. Forget about just the National League. MVP already went yard. They kept the Hebrew hammer out of the yard, though. Ryan Braun. Do they still call him the Hebrew hammer? Or is that racist now? No, no, no. The Hebrew hammer was, was like, he's, the guy's a monster. But then, of course, he did the steroid stuff. And, and so back when it was cool to call him the Hebrew hammer because he's Jewish and he was unbelievable, and he, and he still is, by the way. And he was hitting all those I, home I would runs. Think he's still Jewish. And he was on, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying you're calling a guy a Hebrew hammer is not an insult, Robin. I don't think case. so either. I don't think anything is really an insult unless you mean it as an insult. There's I'm not. a difference. Because- you, know, you know, the only insult about Ryan Braun is that he owns the Phillies. In fact, on his Wikipedia page, I'm not making this up, 
the other night when he when he went yard and he owns the Phillies. Somebody changed his Wikipedia and included that he is now the new owner of the Philadelphia Phillies on his <laughs> wiki page because he just destroys the Phillies whenever he plays here. In fact, if you look at his numbers in this series alone, he's now four for nine, including the hit that he. I don't know if he was walked or see. I can't see the TV because it's behind me. Three for eight going into this game. Home run, three ribbies, three runs scored. In this series alone, lifetime at Citizens Bank Park, he's 60 for 147, hitting 405, 45 ribbies, 38 runs. Nobody wears out the Phillies like Ryan Braun. I mean nobody except maybe some groupies who, after the game, they go out to Rexy's over in Jersey. No, that's what the Flyers used to do. But Zach Eflin already down. And will the Phillies score a run? We'll keep you up to date on that ball game going on live this afternoon. We got the PGA Championship going on live. And guess who's atop the leaderboard? Who is on top right now? <laughs> uh, Sorry. Well, <laughs> and not Tiger Woods, I can tell you that. Shockingly, it's Brooks Kepka, the guy who won the PGA Championship last year. And he is now through 16 holes. He's six under par in the first round, six under atop the leaderboard. Luke List, fellow American, is second right now. He's uh, at uh, four under. A whole bunch of guys at three under, two under. Obviously, it's the first round. But Luke List is two. Tommy Fleetwood. And you're wondering about Tiger Woods. Tiger, 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 Tiger Woods. Tiger got off to a horrible start. He double bogeyed on his first hole. And now, checking it out, Tiger Woods is tied for 33rd. He is plus one through 16 holes. But there's like a million guys tied at at, uh, uh, plus one. So plus one is okay. Unless Brooks Kepka continues to tear it up at Beth Page Black, he's already six under through the first 16 holes in the opening round of the PGA Championship. We'll keep you up to date. We got this leaderboard live. We got baseball live. You're not going to miss anything right here this afternoon. And Yelich, I'm looking at the replay. That baby was far. It is high. It is far. It is off the Brewer bullpen on the Christian Yelich jack in the first inning. So that's the baseball update. We got all kinds of things to get into today, Robin. Hank Goldberg's going to join us in our final hour. The man who came on here before the Kentucky Derby and gave us up. In fact, we're going to have to play that when he comes on, Robin. We're going to have to find the, uh, the clip of Hank on the show before the Kentucky Derby giving us the 20 horse as the one to watch. And the 20 horse won the race and the rest is history. And then I gave out the superfectas, and I'm still debating on whether in tomorrow's Friday show, the final show of the weekend, of the week, whether I should release my Preakness Stone Cold Guaranteed Preakness Superfecta Locks. I'm debating it. I gave it out for free. I gave you $51,400. Gave it to you for free. I didn't have a tout number. I didn't have a 900 number. I gave it to you, my audience. And you could give some of it back. In fact, I even joked. I said, I hope when you hit this superfecta, you know, you'll throw some bits my way on the show because that's one of the ways you can. It's tips, but we call them bits. And then if you're on, you throw a couple bits at. Bits and bits and bits and bits. What is that from? I don't know, Robin. I don't know. Yes. That's a good question from Dean. I know Bryce Kepka, by the way. Not Bryce Kepka. Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka has more championship wins than he has regular career tour wins on the PGA Tour. He's only 29, but... AJ Marco says, release them, Tony. I got debt to pay off. I got bills. I got my... 
automobiles. I got my telephone bills. You need to release the Kraken. Let me play this first before we get to the outrage of the night last night. You don't have to be a hockey fan to be outraged. But one thing about hockey, they've actually gotten the replay thing done right. They were one of the first leagues to go to replay. Because a lot of times, you know, go back to when there was a goal scored in the NHL. There used to be a person that sat in a little box behind the ice in that first row. There was a guy there with a finger on a switch, and he would turn the goal light on whenever the guy saw a goal cross the goal line. Uh-huh. That's how far hockey going back. We're only talking about 15 years ago. Okay. So the guy would turn the light on, and then the official would point. But now there's no goal guy behind there because right. they have cameras right. overhead. I mean, there's no way you miss a goal, right? Because you see it from different angles. And, in fact, hockey got it right with replay. They go over and replay it right away, and then when a goal goes in, they can see whether it was a goal or not. Sometimes right. the officials say there's no goal. The only time it doesn't count is if the official loses sight of the puck and he blows the play dead and then the puck goes in the net and the referee misses it, it is not a goal, even though they have replay. And that's understood by most people. Okay. If the official blows a whistle dead because his guy's in front of the net and they fall on top of the puck and he right, loses right, sight right. so that nobody gets hurt and starts sticking that makes sense. sticks in there. That makes and sense. And sometimes guys get it wrong because the puck comes loose again. Right. And you can't see everything all the time. But like you said, that's why but they so have then, replay. Exactly. And they, they've gotten it right. And they get it done faster than yes. most other sports. Yeah. So every sport has controversies in officiating. They don't look at the video and debate for an hour. Or no, they get it right. In yeah. fact... In hockey, they actually, in Toronto, where their headquarters, where the set, where the replay center is, they actually watch the play before the official even goes over, picks up the phone to get the word. Because that's where the word comes from on a, on a goal replay. The word comes on down from on high. But, but, but in the NFL, you know, the official, has they, they don't go under the hood anymore. They actually have a replay center, too. So the NHL actually got this right first. Okay. And it may it forced the NBA, the guys, to go to the sidelines Get the monitor and watch whether it was a two or a three. There's no excuse now. Exactly, because you want to get it right. And and guess what? Officials, whether they're in the NFL, NHL, NBA, soccer, they miss calls. Yes. In the NFL, there's seven officials on the field. And those guys miss calls. Because you can't see from every single angle. And sometimes there's a, a leg or an arm or whatever that's blocking your view. And maybe you have your head turned just slightly. Exactly. And so to me... It's easy to rip officials because everybody does, whether it's the NBA and the the fans chant, refs, you suck pretty much in every building. The NFL, there's always a controversy, especially in a playoff game. Now you're in the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Finals. And you know me, I like the Sharks. I'm really happy about the Blues. So I'm not, I don't, I didn't bet on any of these teams. I'm looking at this as a objective fan fan slash journalist slash appreciator of Mm -hmm. sports. And so I'm watching this game, and it's a great game. You know, I was flipping back and forth. I watched the Bucks game, and it was a great game, and we'll get to that. But here's my, here's my final thought on this before I break it down. If the San Jose Sharks don't win the Stanley Cup this year, they're never going to win the Stanley Cup. They've gotten break after break after break. And you know what? And they took advantage of them. You go back to the, to the, uh, to the play in the, uh, in the previous series against Vegas where Joe Thornton goes down. And he's bleeding, and they give a five-minute penalty, and then the next day, and the Sharks, by the way, despite getting the five-minute major, went on and scored four goals on that five-minute major. So while they got the break, and the in the NFL, the NFL, the NHL admitted that it wasn't the proper call because the officials didn't see what happened, and he started bleeding when he hit the ice, mm-hmm. and so the five-minute major came because the referees thought that he was cut on the play that knocked him down, 
and started bleeding, and therefore they awarded the Sharks the five-minute major penalty where you can score as many goals as you can in five minutes, and it doesn't end the power play. Like if you get a two-minute penalty, you score, guy comes out of the box, power play's over, but not on a major. So the Sharks took advantage of that. People were going crazy. Oh, those lucky bastards, they never should have won the game. Well, guess what? Getting the five-minute major doesn't mean you're going to score four goals. You still have to go out there and do it. And so that was my, not defense of the officials who blew it, but defense of the fact that the Sharks still had to go out there and score those goals. It wasn't a penalty that guaranteed them a win. Right. Because if they get, you know, if they only score one goal, they were down 3 nothing. They only score one goal, it makes it a 3-1 game. They scored four goals and went on to win that game. So that was a big break. And then last night in St. Louis, building was going crazy. We told you all about the game and all the stuff and the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the gentleman, Charles Glenn, who does the national anthem with multiple mm-hmm, sclerosis mm-hmm. and the young lady, uh, Layla Anderson, Layla Anderson, who got to go to her first game after being in a hospital for four months. I know. I wanted them to win so and we badly saw her in the her. box last night. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Blues are playing pretty good. The uh, yeah. Sharks went out early in this game. Blues come back, and now they're leading in the third period. So we're going to play the actual goals. They're two pivotal goals. Because remember, the Sharks were on the verge of losing this game in regulation. The Blues had the, you know, they had an empty net. The Sharks had, the Sharks had pulled their goaltender mm-hmm. with like two minutes to go, yeah. over two minutes to go. <sighs> and so they had a lot of chances for empty netters, but they kept icing the puck. Yep. So, you, you know, it's icing when you shoot it down the other end of the ice. If it goes into the net, There's and by the way, really close. the Blues had opportunity after, and in hockey, you can't call them chances. You have to use the word opportunity. opportunity. I defy you to watch a hockey game and not hear any announcer or analyst refer to it as an opportunity. Wow. They do that all the time. It's the only, it, that's the only word they know. Not a scoring chance. They had an opportunity. Braden Chen, the former Flyer great. Which from Schwartz to, to, to Shen, say that fast five times. Great opportunity late in that game. Because I was saying to you, watch, look at the Blues. They're swarming. They were up by a goal. And they didn't back off and try to protect the lead. They were swarming all over the Sharks. And Martin Jones was phenomenal. And they kept getting chance after chance after chance. And it was still a one-goal game. Now, you're getting down to a minute and a half. The goalie's pulled. Sharks had a couple of chances to get it down there, put it in the net, they were just trying to clear the zone. And when they cleared the zone and got the automatic icing and the puck comes back, you know what that did? What? That gave the Sharks some time to get a breather. So everybody stops, you come back and you do the face-off. But when you're, especially you're the team trying to get that tying goal to go overtime, which the Sharks were doing, the Blues had chances to put the game away. And they didn't capitalize. So now we're down to the final minute of regulation. Blues are up. Four to three. Let's play the, uh, the, the unbelievable attempt to get this game into overtime, which succeeded, and then it goes right to the overtime period where the winning goal is scored by the San Jose Sharks. Let's go to the broadcast last night on NBCSN. Plenty of traffic in front. They go to Thornton. It's bounced off his skate. And in. The Sharks deflected in, and it's tied the game. 59 seconds to go in the third, and we're tied 4-4. And Joe Thornton just throws it at the cage. It's just a desperation play. They didn't have much. Everything was to the outside. The Blues played this perfectly. Burns down to Thornton. Thornton's at the goal line. He throws it there. It's poked by Pavelski. And who else? Logan Couture trickles to the circle. In front of the net, the Nyquist, and they've scored. Carlson on the doorstep puts it in. 
And the San Jose Sharks win in overtime. 5-4 with 14.37 to go in overtime. Might be a hand pass here, Curbs. Yeah, but if they didn't see it, they can't review it. Timo Meyer is going to knock this down with his hand. It's going to go on the stick directly of Gustav Nyquist in front. Hand the stick. Nyquist is going to find Carlson on the back door. And he puts it in the net. And Carlson's going to pick up the puck. The San Jose Sharks are gone. They're going to call it a goal. And the Blues just got toasted. Toasted. Completely toasted. And that's on Sportsnet San St. Louis. And they're obviously the Blues announcers doing that game. And they called it perfectly because they did get toasted. And everybody saw everybody saw that the hand pass happened. So after the game, and you saw that the Blues are angry. Bennington, the goalie, comes over and smashes the board. Braden Shen whacks his stick against the backboards. They all swarm toward the officials. And the bottom line is, the rules are the rules. And as much as I hate this rule, there's no reason, though. And they will change this now. You watch today. They're not going to apologize for it because by letter of the law, None of the officials on the ice, the four officials missed the hand pass. So if they miss the hand pass, and then Meyer, who does the hand pass, and then finally gets it to his teammate, and then it gets to uh, Carlson, Eric Carlson, and he puts it in, game over. All the officials had to do in that situation was call the hand pass. The whistle would have blown, so therefore the two passes, the pass and then the goal shot by Carlson would not have counted. But the fact that they missed the hand pass, this is what people all night last night were coming at me. I'm like, dude, it's the rule. I don't like the rule. And here's the problem with the rule. Because it's really designed for people who try to pass, you know, push the puck into the net with a glove when there's a scramble in front. They go back and look at it. It's no goal. But there's also the play is supposed to be whistled dead when the official sees a player using a hand pass to forward to push the puck forward For an advantage <laughs> exactly of something especially in the in the in the in that situation it was a blatant yeah. hand pass everybody saw yeah. it and then but the that, the fact that not one official saw it i can even understand that but here's the problem yes the fact that you're in a playoff game the fact that it's a game that it's a game ending overtime winning goal mm-hmm. that the and, and, but the problem is but when you go letter by the law the officials in Toronto that watched the replays basically told the officials on the ice, we can't replay it. It's not reviewable. Yeah. It's not reviewable. See, I don't understand why, why, why do they make certain things not reviewable and other things are reviewable? Because they, they do that in all sports. The NFL had rules. You can't review this call, and then you're saying, why not? Yeah, why not? Because they put these stupid rules in. I don't know why they put these rules. This rule with the hand pass doesn't make any sense no, at all. And again, doesn't. I'm not looking to favor the Sharks or the or the or the Blues here. Bottom line is that rule will be immediately changed at the end of the season. I think there there should be nothing that is not reviewable. Well, there should be something. But and the, the difference in hockey, though, is if you call for a review and you lose, you you go. The other team gets a power play. That's fine. Yeah, that, but that but so but you that, shouldn't have to go to a you shouldn't have to request a review on a game winning goal. Is my point right? There'd be reviews that like, be an automatic like remember review. the Colorado game we were watching. When that was against the Sharks, too. Puck was offside, mm-hmm. and then Colorado went in and got the game-tying right. goal. Right. They reviewed it, and then the one guy was not off the ice. Mm-hmm. So technically, it wasn't a legal line change, and they got it right. They disallowed the goal. Right. That hurt. The, that, I think that was, was that the Blues or the Avalanche. That was the Colorado Avalanche right. series. And that cost Colorado a goal, and eventually they lost the game. So you get it right when you have the opportunity to get it right. Mm-hmm. But that one wasn't reviewed automatically. 
that was, was the requested. coaching coaches saying, "Hey, that was offside. And, Go look at it." And so they lost, went and looked at it. If they had lost that review, then, there would have been a power play against them, which is totally fair absolutely. To me. But you can't do that in other sports. We're going to give a technical foul. The thing in the NBA is that nobody requests the officials to go over and look at it. Yeah. They do it themselves. If there's a three-point shot and then they like people are wondering whether one of the officials says maybe he was on the line, then they go over to the sideline and you see it. They watch the monitor and they see the play and they get it right. Was it a three-point shot or a two-point shot? They fix it because the refs, three of them on the floor in the NBA, four of them in, on the ice in hockey, and then seven in the NBA, NFL, so – Eyes miss things because these games are fast. These games are moving fast. Even in baseball now, they're finally utilizing replay. you got to have replay. At first, everybody was against it because they thought it was showing up the officials. Then the officials realized... It helps them. Hey, yeah, we want to get the calls right. Yeah. It's not like we're purposely blowing calls because you want the you want the suspicion of, oh, that's a crooked official. Yeah. He's taking money on there. Because maybe, maybe this would... Cause fans to not be screaming, refs, you suck all the time. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So that's the bottom line there. And uh, the replay is in New York, not Toronto. Thank you, Bob from Valley Forge. No, no, they, oh, here's, here's a joke. Bob says, maybe the referees went to the baseball replay operations center in New York and not the hockey one in Toronto. <laughs> but, um, um... but that's why they left right away, because they did go over to the glass, all four officials. Yeah. So then that's when the Blues people were going crazy. And they're like, oh, it's a hand pass. And everybody's screaming hand pass. Which so and then cool. they immediately skate away. They called it a goal because yeah. the actual call was a goal, which the puck went in the net. Yeah. So basically that hand pass never existed because they missed yep. it. But how can Toronto, and, and again, the argument is, why couldn't they in Toronto say, listen, we saw a hand pass, no goal, because the pass should not have allowed the play to continue. And they don't have the authority to yeah. do that under this draconian rule on the hand pass rule, which is stupid. stupid because now it becomes even more amplified yep. because it's involving a Stanley Cup Western Conference final game. This blue, I mean, we don't know if the Blues were going to win as a result of that. They had chances, right? But it, it, it didn't cost the Blues the game, it, it, it cost them a chance to win the game because right. if they got the call right and they called the they hand pass and they playing. saw it, they would have kept playing. Maybe the Sharks scoring 10 seconds later. Yep, that's not the point. The point is you can't allow a, a, a something of that magnitude in a playoff game, which is amplified. You, you really shouldn't allow that in a regular season game. But when you get to the postseason and you're in sudden death overtime mm -hmm. and you're St. Louis and you're home in particular and you have a chance to go up two games to one after you took one in San Jose to force the series and get home ice back and to give it up in, in one game and give the Sharks credit. They had to score. They had to score in the final minute to force overtime. So the players are doing what they're supposed to do. This isn't the players' fault. No. This isn't Meyer's fault. And I don't blame them for being uh, blues for being angry. It was at a natural, you know, it was a natural reaction. The puck's there. You hit it with your glove, and it's supposed to stop the play, but it didn't. And they scored. They won the game. Well, the refs, as Demeco two one five pointed out, they congregated for just a minute to plot their escape. No, plan they knew what they their escape plan was. They hightailed it out. Oh of yeah, there. they were, and then and then the blues were chasing. Braden Shen yeah. was chasing him, and Bennington, the goalie's chasing him, and then so after the game. We went post-game. And this is surprising to me. Craig Berube, former flyer enforcer. The guy was a tough guy when he was a player. He uh -huh. wasn't a gifted scorer. He wasn't a, he wasn't a finesse player. He was a rough-and-tumble player in his career, Craig Berube. How many teeth did he lose? Pretty much all of them. <laughs> so after the game, he sits down post-game, and you think he's going to go nuts. And, and this is one of those situations where you have the justification to rip the officials. 
because they find guys. You know, if somebody criticizes an official after a loss, they get fined. Now, you can say Craig Berube and his team showed amazing restraint in not ripping the officials, yes. or you could say, hey. Oh, it was simmering, though. It was simmering. Oh, I swear oh. they were pissed off. Oh. Even Harry Mays, I think, who had the blues last night said. I am pissed off. Yeah, I mean, that caught Dean bet the wrong side last night and lost. I'm not telling you about from the degenerate gambler's perspective. I'm talking about from the, the fairness perspective. And again, the Sharks could have gone and won the game. But after the game, listen to Craig Berube, listen to the team captain, and then listen to Eric Carlson, who all spoke after the game about the hand pass. You think that was a hand pass, and did you get any explanation? No explanation. Did you think it was? Well, what do you guys think? Yes. Okay, then don't ask me. There's no reason to ask me. Well, we want to hear what you have to say. Nothing. I have nothing to say about it. I'm sure there'll lose some sleep tonight after looking at it, but that's all I'm going to say about it. Did you see a hand pass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's all I'm going to say about it. Was that a hand pass on the final goal? Well, we weren't playing handball, were we? So we're playing hockey. I think, uh, you know, we deserve to win this game. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think that uh, neither team, you know, uh, drew the shortest stick on uh, any of the calls out there. So uh, it's a fair game. Eric Carlson, he has beautiful hair. You like it? He's got a combination Swedish-Danish-Canadian accent, Eric Carlson. He also has, like, a combination long hair and mullet. Yeah, it's a good look, especially for a guy who doesn't score that often. Sort of like uh, Luigi. I mean, he has something in common with it. But, um, but, but Eric Carlson, what's he going to say? Yeah, it was a hand pass. I shouldn't well, have, we shouldn't have won the snarky. game. That was very snarky. I was incredible. Well, we're not playing handball out there. We're playing yeah, hockey. That was totally That wasn't snarky. snarky. No, yes, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I'm just, I just can't believe that Craig Berube, of all people, didn't go over there and start busting up the place. I know. Taking a stick, throwing over the Gatorade container, throwing pucks on the ice. Like hockey coaches used to do back in the day. They would pick up the, the containers and throw sticks on the ice. I remember in the WHA when I was in Birmingham, we had some crazy teams in that league. And coaches would actually throw sticks on the ice to protest penalties. Uh, the Swedish, what does it say? <laughs> Swedish uh, Chef 2019, Robin. Yes, Swedish. It's, it's a little bit darker blue on my screen. I can't see it. Uh, it said, <laughs> snark shark, yo. <laughs> By the way, that, the, the best player on the Phillies right now offensively is Gene Segura, and he left the yard also. So it's 1-1 in the ballgame. That at Citizens Bank. Bar. I have one last question regarding the hand. I was the hand say, job? Yeah, hand job. <laughs> <laughs> There's always questions. Because, you know, the, be- the more you know, the better they are. Um, so the rule is, is that you can use your hand, your glove, if it's coming at you as a defensive position, but you can't use it to make the puck go in the direction of another player so that exactly. they can play. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's always whistled down in every single right. game. A hand pass to another player on your own team is blown dead. Right. It's blown dead. So you can just, it's, it's, it's allowed as a defensive move to prevent the puck from hitting you in the face. Exactly, or yes. That's the only but then you have to drop, no, but what you're not, if you have to have it make it drop down to a skate or to your stick. Okay. If you're blocking it in your face, you can't pick it up and, and then push it right, forward right, right. toward but the I net. Mean, like, if it just bounces off your hand and it goes... Yeah, and you can't cover it. Like, right. if, there's a, if there's a puck loose in the crease, mm-hmm. right, and another player who's not the goalie jumps on it and right. puts his hand over it, that's a penalty right. shot. 
But, so, in, but we're making this more complicated. No, I just wanted to make sure because for somebody that didn't quite understand the rule, like me, maybe there's a lot of obviously NHL fans who absolutely know the rules, but there might be some that are just like half half fans. Who do I look like here? Toe Blake? Who do I look like? King Clancy? I'm just giving you the explanation, right. and you're asking me to explain every single call in the history of the National Hockey League. I am drawing a picture for all of those people who would like to know more about hockey. Well, if you'd like to know more, look up Peter Puck. I think he's still on YouTube. That was the guy that Fox used. It was a remember the electric uh, puck with Peter Puck on Fox NHL when they had the and they had the glowing puck. <laughs> and then they had actually find Peter Puck for me in okay. there. In the meantime, I'm going to play. I just like the this was a great. Um, where is he? Bob from Valley Forge. You can use your hand or someone else's hand for that matter, but you can't do it in public. Oh wait, you're talking. You're still talking hockey. <laughs> Damn right we are. By the way, Tony uh, in uh, North Carolina says Rick Flair is being. Rushed to the hospital right now. So we'll get the latest oh, on no. that. Yes, wrestling great. Peter, no, not Peter, Rick Flair rushed to the hospital. And you're right, Trevor. Peter Puck was on NBC when they had hockey. And uh, the, the, the golden puck, the puck with the, the digital puck, where you can see it on the ice and moving around like they do on golf now. Peter Puck was just a hockey puck character who would explain hockey rules on NBC television. I have back in the one day. right here. As and we're talking about back in the because I remember when the when the NBC had NHL and the Flyers were in back in the day in the seventies. NHL, he had, uh, NBC did all the games. Tim Ryan was the play-by-play voice of NBC Sports on hockey, and he was great. One of my favorite Tim Ryan called end-to-end action. Now he would say as the play went back and forth, we got end-to-end action. But let's go to Peter Park, ladies and gentlemen. We are hockey. Wow, listen to that. Love that. That's like a Dolby sound. Peter Puck here again. This time I'm going to tell you about playing the game. NHL hockey, that is. The world's fastest team sport. First, let's take a look at the rink. The game starts right here at the center face-off circle. Like this. The referee I need to drops study little these. old me yes. onto the ice between the two opposing centers. Uh, hi, guys. Now, easy does it, fellas. This is only a demonstration, you know. <laughs> now for the offsides that stop the game. There's what we call offside at the blue line. The puck, uh, that's me, must always precede the attacking players across the opponent's blue line. I can be stick-handled across, passed across, or shot across. What about a hand pass, Peter? Just as long as it's me first. If both skates have an first. attacking player cross the blue line before I do, <laughs> that's a no-no. The linesman... That's right, a no-no. I, I, I figured it out eventually. I got a lot of help here. But I remember Peter Puck was an NBC. And then when Fox had hockey, that's when they had the glowing puck to try to get people to... Because people complain, you can't see the puck in hockey. How am I supposed to watch them score? I can't follow the puck. I'm a schmuck. Where's the puck? And so they had to, so Fox decided, hey, let's make the puck glow and shine. And when they hit it, you could see the vapor trail. Oh, I like that. And that's what they do in golf now. Now they have AI. And so when somebody hits a drive, they, you could follow the ball in this flight. But this is, back in the, this is back in the 80s and 90s now with Fox and had hockey. NBC had hockey, and they, they would actually put all the games on NBC because they didn't have all these sidebar networks, NBCSN and all these other side channels where they can pawn it all off. They don't even want to put hockey on NBC, main NBC, until it's the finals, the Stanley Cup finals. They'd rather show some stupid show that all these women watch. The same women who are complaining about my body, my choice, 
and don't tell me what to do. Watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Explain that to me, Robin, because I'm not going to get into the whole abortion thing. You can feel away every way you want. You want to go get an abortion, go get 15. In fact, maybe you should buy a five-for-one deal. Maybe they should have a get one, have one abortion, get one free coupons right now at Planned Parenthood. Go have your abortions. I don't give a damn. That means that you won't be a parent, and I won't have to worry about your stupid kids being idiots. I'm glad you're getting abortions. I'm glad that you can choose to go kill a kid at your disposal. Congratulations. You must feel good about yourselves. But my point is, women are the ones who are all outraged now with all these hashtags about Alabama. And you can be outraged. You don't have to feel the way I do, and I don't have to feel the way you do. But here's the bottom line. How can you do all of this sanctimonious, don't tell me what to do, with my, don't have no man tell me what to do, and then you proceed to go on The Bachelor TV show where one guy gets to bang 15 chicks, and there's no problem with that. Do you see the hypocrisy there, Robin? Oh, there's definite hypocrisy. The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette is a chick who gets 15 guys to come up and kiss her ass, and she bangs all of them to decide which guy she wants to eventually marry. And then there's married at first sight. Try before you buy, Tony. And then there's these shows, married at first sight. But women are all outraged about their bodies and what they did. Don't tell me what to do with my body, except if I'm on a reality show and I get to win a million dollars and sleep with all these schmucks. Not Peter Puck, the different schmucks. Peter Puck was actually good. Most of these loser douchebags on The Bachelor, and I'm talking about the guys now. All these guys on The Bachelor, what do they do? There's one guy on The Bachelor, and they bring out, what, 15? I don't know. How many how many Bhutans do they bring out to the ba- on The Bachelor? I, I've never watched the The show. same women who are giving me crap about, don't talk about my body. I'm not talking about your body. It's ugly. When I talk about your body, it's usually good. And that's a good thing, by the way. Now, when I, you know, if, if I see a lovely woman, do I go up to her and say, let's have sex? Well, not normally, but if it's at a bar or a private party or, you know, you, you just go up and you say, hey. You want to uh, pretend this is The Bachelor? I don't want to do it. And you can't make me. That's true. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. The schmuck count today, if you had over under of three in the term schmuck being used on today's Tony Bruno Live uh, show, you are collecting right now. Thank you. (sighs) I'm not using sign language. By the way, Patrick Peterson of your Arizona Cardinals, Robin, one of the best defensive backs in the, in the National Football League, suspended for the first six games for PED violations. So we already have activity in the NFL. I know we're bringing it back to football, not the Eagles today, though, because there's really nothing going on with them. Before we continue on, Tony yes. Bruno, yes, this is our time. It is time to say goodbye to no, all No, already? It's Can I just to- play one song for all of my friends out there who may be Sharks fans? I want to show them that I'm not really mean, but I, I found this yesterday. Okay. And you like this song. Everybody likes this song. Anybody with By kids. By the way, I just want to tell. So we're going to play this song in just a minute. But this is just saying goodbye to all of our fans on Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube Live who have not figured out yet that we are on Twitch. It's only like on big letters right across the screen. So you can't miss it. And you can 
you download the app, you follow us, yes, and you subscribe, and it's all free. Well, the subscribe if you have Amazon Prime, it's free. But um, Twitch is the only place to watch the entire show where you don't want to miss anything. Exactly. I mean, you could be watching all this other crap or listening. So you as get soon it as, all here. As soon as you play this song and I say our, I play our goodbye song, then we will go bye-bye. All right, but this is for all my shark fans out there. I don't want the people to think that I'm down on the sharks. I actually said right. that the sharks, I have a sweater, and I haven't worn it. I know. It's, maybe that's... It's in the storage unit. I may have to get it out. for If they make the finals, I'll wear it. But I said this again. I said this before. The sharks are basically getting some help this year. Not, not that they need help. But let's be honest. They've had some big breaks already in this postseason, right? Yes. And it's not their fault. No. They the officials have... missed calls, and they benefited from it. And especially last night on the hand pass, it should have stopped the play. That doesn't mean they wouldn't have won the game anyway. It but it would have been nice if there was a win without controversy. Exactly. That's all we want. We yes. want, want games to end, right? We don't want the officials to become a part of the you story. You don't want to question why or how you won. You want it to be legitimate without there being any doubt that you deserve that win. I feel like I'm in a sort of a headbanger mood today, Robin. Yeah? Let's play one of my favorite new songs. It's the metal cover of Baby Shark by Leo Moracillo. Chilio. You ready now? Well, I have my hair down, too, so I can really kind of... So get do I today. Is this Barbara the Love Sponge show or what? I know, I hear right now. He's not playing this shit. I'll tell you that right now. Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. God, I don't know how I did that back in the 80s. I know, I got a headache now. Daddy shark. Moraccioli. Leo Moraccioli. Must be Italian. This guy's great. He's on uh, on YouTube, and he does metal covers of all songs, yes. including Baby Shark. Apparently, he has a great metal cover of Africa. <laughs> then he has this young girl jumping up and down in the video. It's brilliant. I could, I should have been, if I was in the rock band. I, I would have been either a drummer, which I played some, but a bass player, because they can. Now, Dean is ripping your shirt, saying that you need to put that sorry-ass shirt What are you talking about? This is Italia. What's the matter with you? Doug McGregor saying that this song is a heavy metal violation. It is? Yeah. Bruno's parking tickets. Dr. Donald D. Rose did not spin this. Beautiful. The great, the late great Dr. Donald D. Rose, morning guy at WFIL and also big in San Francisco before he came to Philly. It's a big finish here now for, for Baby Shark. The metal, the metal treatment. I like it. This is a treatment in metal. I would, they should be playing this in, in the Shark Tank. They should. If they aren't. I'm not even a metal guy. Bruno storage unit. You are you're talking about me again. You ain't never getting this shark jersey back. And if you don't get a payment soon, I'm throwing all your shit out including all those vivid B VHS tapes. <laughs>
By the way, what's the back of the shirt say, Robin? Italia. Bellissimo. The Hebrew hammer strikes again in South Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Braun has just knocked in a run, and all of a sudden, it's a 2-1 ball game. It just smoked that ball right down, right in the gap between the third and second, and all of a sudden, or shortstop, I should say, it is now 2-1 to one with two men on, and Zach Eflin scuffling here in the third inning, top of the third, with two men on. All right, Tony, it is time. You, you didn't know that Ryan Braun was Jewish? He, they called him the Hebrew Hammer. I did not know that. It's a matter. But. People want to know how long. Oh, we got to say goodbye now. Wait, wait, I didn't cue it up right, damn it. That's okay. Dude. T-A-B. To all of our YouTube, Periscope, Why? and YouTube because fans. Because we like you. Bruno Nation Live tomorrow Facebook make the switch to Twitch go over to Switch and you won't miss any of this whatever the hell this is <laughs> because as we say our motto on this show is sometimes it may be good sometimes it may be shit exactly so there you have it thank you where else are you getting metal covers of Baby Shark on your favorite sports radio program and not just sports radio because we got good updates today including a Florida one from Miss Robin Today's uh, Florida update will be entitled 911 is a joke, not just in Oaktown, but in a Florida comedy club. We will have a Florida comedy club update now. Not safe to be in a comedy club anymore. And speaking of that, you know who also said screw comedy? I got something better to do with my life. A Chris Rock. No. Chris Rock says screw comedy. We'll have that update on the show today. Plus, we'll keep you up to date on the greatness that is. The PGA Championship. Caribou88, another new face. Mickey Mouse is because I love you. Exactly right. We do, and we are uh, Disney geeks. We are geeks. Not by the we, way, a bright, uh, we're not like Disney collectors. It's not like that kind of I just of buy geek, bubble but, machines but when we I go love, there. we love going to the parks. And then and Bob, and Robin always has to buy a sweatshirt, and I don't have my discount anymore. When I used to get it for 25 50% off, you, know, you buy a sweatshirt. Yeah, but now, now times are tough. Yeah, now I'm going to have to go at one of those uh, stores that are off the property. Yes. And get the knockoff. The knockoff ones. Yeah. The ones with the big orange on the road down there. Yes. There's all those uh, knockoff shops. The shows. world's biggest orange. Yes. All those great right gift shops. Right around there, there's great gift shops. And in, they have um, those crazy rides, like the slingshot rides and all that crazy crap. I will not be doing crap. that. Some crazy shit down there in the Orlando uh, Disneyland adjacent vicinity. But we do love the parks. It's a great day. Yes. By the way, Brooks Kepka is now in the clubhouse. He's finished his first round at the PGA Championship. Seven under par is total. That's tearing it up for Brooks Kepka, the defending champion. Of course, he won the PGA. He was a player of the year last year, PGA player of the year, PGA Championship, the tour player. He's got it all. Brooks Kepka. I, I'm, I'm trying to see the limit of what Twitch will allow. Robin, you're not going to start doing like showing cleavage to try to get more uh, bits. By the way, I can't see your bits through that thing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to see if it works, you know. I'm not allowed to. No, there's no no nudity allowed, but it's working on some of the other channels. So let's see if it, you know. Bro, so uh, Brooks Kapka is uh, he's in the clubhouse looking at naked pictures now. After, but he may, maybe make sure you sign your scorecard first, Brooks. 
He's the, the, the first-round leader. In fact, his, his lead is now four shots over Tommy Fleetwood, that Luke List, and uh, Mr. Lorenzo Vera. I had some of that the other night. It was good. You put a little uh, mm-hmm. extra. You got to put a lot of Parmesan cheese on it. And uh, Ricky Fowler is uh, through now. He's done for the day. Uh huh. Ricky Fowler's minus one, so he's six shots off the lead. As I mentioned, the closest to Brooks Kepka now, because Brooks is already in. He's done. Tommy Fleetwood is finished. So Tommy Fleetwood tied for second place already through his round three under par. So it's Tommy Fleetwood is uh, second, tied with Luke List. I think he's from Vanderbilt. He's three under par. And then the next group, uh, Lorenzo Vera. Miguel Lorenzo Vera, I believe his name is. He's two under. And then a bunch of guys that I don't really know that much about. Uh, she- Chez Revy, who's an American. Chez? C-H-E-Z. Chez or Chez. I'm not familiar with him. It's, it's William Chesney Chez Revy, And he's an American, obviously. And he's 37 years old from Wichita, Kansas. Hello. No. So he's uh, he actually shot a good he's, he shot a good round minus two so he's five shots off the lead and then there's a whole bunch of guys after that at minus two also is it spelled the same way as Kenny Chesney is it like- yeah it's a Mike it's William Chesney Reevy but they, his nickname is Ches see because it's Chesney uh. so his nickname is Ches don't ask me I just I'm Ricky Fowler one under. A lot of these guys I don't know, obviously, but they're the top 100 players in the world. Uh, Aaron Wise is up there as well. He was Rookie of the Year in 2018, of course, and went to the University of Oregon, or as Robin would say, Oregon. Oregon. It's Oregon, Robin, not yes. Oregon. I'd say it to mock Louis Ushaisen is even. Uh, let's see. Justin Rose He's even par. A whole bunch of guys shot even par today. Well, actually, they're not even done. Uh, the guys who finished up on, uh, even par, there's still guys on the course just starting later, actually, uh, through four holes. Tiger Woods, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods is done for the day. Well, I can't see with these glasses. Drewy's 1971 is asking, since when has Tony been on Twitch? I know. It's people- been a month now. Jordan Spieth is even. He's, he's just starting, though. So Jordan Spieth just going out with the afternoon group. Uh, Tiger Woods is done, though. Let me see where he is, because obviously he's still way, way back, 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 back. Tiger Woods uh, shot two over today. So Tiger is in a tie at 61st place, two over par for the round, mm. his first round. Wow. Francesco Molinari, he's also plus two. So two guys who were battling down to the end at the Masters are tied at for 61st place at two over par after the first round of the PGA Championship up there at Black, Bethpage Black. I had cousins who live in that area, Bethpage, Long Island. Long Island. Beth, Bethpage, so you know that's the worst accent in America, according to that survey we did yesterday, right? Uh, Wasn't it was Long Island? 48th, I believe, was Long Island. The worst one was... I thought it was Long Island was the worst one. No, the worst was... N- was it New Jersey? I don't know, Robin. You read the list yesterday, damn it. I know. You expect know. me to remember everything? Come on, folks. Somebody else has to have it a It doesn't memory. matter. It's all bullshit anyway. We, this is what we do. We have so much information going through our brains all every day that I just put stuff, as soon as I've used it, I put it in the junk pile so that I don't, it doesn't clutter up anymore. I hate to do so it, Robin. anybody else. I hate to do it already. First hour of the show. I got to give you one of those. It's an outrage. 
It's Strong Island, says Trevor. So we're getting you up to up, up to date. Did they get out of the inning? How many uh, runs? Have they? See, this is what's bad about having this TV. Robin, you got to help me with the scores here. You're looking straight at the damn TV. I got to watch the leaderboard. I got to watch the show. Caribou88 is saying that uh, there's NFL breaking. Yeah, news. it's the Patrick Peterson story. Okay. Patrick Peterson suspended six game first Trevor, to six still games. Two, two to one. Oh, so they got out of the jam, huh? Oh, that. Oh, was but bad. Hurricane Schwartz threw out the first pitch today. And it was pathetic. It wasn't as bad as Bruce Willis last night. Did you see they brought Bruce Willis out last night? Can you believe night? that they booed him, though? Yeah, they should have booed him. He sucked. <laughs> and he actually was asked again by our great Philadelphia local media. You know what they asked him? They had to ask him, right? Because they really don't have a lot of questions. Right. Now, like, why do you keep appearing in all these bad M. Night Shyamalan movies? Because they're fun to make. I don't know about that. Tiger, though, in the clubhouse now with three blondes, so it's not a completely lost day. Thank you for that one, uh, Caribou88. Tiger has three blondes. (laughs) So last night, so I guess it's NBC 10 day. Uh, because they got all the uh, the weather people are in the at, the at the ballpark today. But Bruce Willis last night, right? I mean, the guy's athletic. He took batting practice. He was slapping the ball all over the yard last night. The Phillies should have put him in the lineup. And then he went out and threw out the first pitch. And I know there's a lot of pressure. And on most major league mounds, they don't allow you to actually go on the mound to throw out the first pitch. Because I remember... Uh, Who's the stinking closer for the Phillies that threw me off the mound when I was down in Clearwater one day throwing out a pitch? He's now like a rock and roll guy. He's a weird dude. He's a good pitcher, though. I wanted to throw the first pitch out down in Clearwater. I wanted to get not on top of the mound and toe the rubber. I wanted to be at least on the mound area, the dirt. And they said, no, you got to be in front of the mound. But Bruce Willis last night was not just in front of the mound. He was like two feet in front of the mound in the grass area. And then we we have a video of this. Brett Myers is the guy. that That's who it was. It was Brett Myers who was a douche. And I know he's all over Twitter. And He was a douche to me. It was a stinking preseason game, Brett. It wasn't the World Series. It was a spring training game. I was there for, for Hooters with a lot of girls who remember the video of me having my head all rubbed down. Oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Hooters, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hooters girl of the year. So I'm there doing my job to get rubbed down, slapped up, flipped around down there in beautiful Clearwater, Florida it's, for spring training. It's a, a tough job, but somebody has to do it. I, my head was completely uncovered. I didn't get a Phillies hat or any of that stuff. I had a Phillies jersey on, and so I was going to throw out the first pitch. And then Brett Myers, that son of a bitch, he says, get off the mound. Don't you put your foot on my dirt area there because you're going to mess up my spring training effort. I said, bafangula. Just save some damn games, brah. Don't worry about me throwing out the first pitch. And, of course, I went out there and threw a perfect strike. Oh, of course. And you saw it. It's video. Actually, the, yeah, there is. And then I went to Anaheim and threw out the opening day first pitch for the California Anaheim, Los Angeles adjacent, Disneyland adjacent Angels. And you got cheered. Yes, I did because I threw a strike. But here's Bruce Willis now. Bruce Willis is younger than me. Is he? Yes, he's like 64. And the guy, look, he's not like a complete... Broken down, battered oh, no. performer. He still has trainers working. Yeah, I mean, he and... does all these action movies. But so the, back to the, before we play the, did Can you play the video? Glad, no, I'm, I'm okay. So anyway, okay. so what do you think the media, our absolutely award-winning journalists who cover local sports in this town, do? What did they ask him, Robin? 
What's the question Bruce Willis gets asked all the time? And he answers it all the time, yet he goes to another town, an area where he grew up in, in New Jersey. Remember, he, he grew up in New Jersey, right. Bruce Willis. Is, is what's... Come on, Robin, you don't really know this? No, I don't. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Everybody always asks, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And he says no. That is a stupid question. Because it's already been answered a million times. So why do you keep asking Bruce Willis if Die Hard is a Christmas movie? I would not have asked him that question. Well, what else are they going to ask him? Did you see dead people? Yeah, he saw the Phillies uh, starting lineup last night. There are so <laughs> many more questions I could ask. <laughs> I saw but, dead people. But would you like Phillies to see the pitch? <laughs> He's from Pennsville, New Jersey, Robin. You've been there. Let me let me play let me play his pitch. Uh, play, here's here's the opening. Th- here's Bruce Willis throwing out. We don't have, you can't hear this. You have to see it, and you can see it anywhere if you want. This is one of the worst throws you will ever see. And the worst part of this throw? Hear the booze? The worst part is he bounced it up there. Forget about throwing. If you're going to go out there, the one thing I was told by pitchers who were helping me throw out multiple first pitches, this is an art. This is not something that just some slap dick goes out and does. Although a lot of slapdicks are still doing it. You go out there and you try to throw it harder. Not too hard. But you, you look better if you throw it too hard and it just goes a little bit over the catcher's head. Right. But if you're, you know, like we saw. you got to at least make it yeah. to the plate. You can't bounce. The worst part is he throws it and it bounces up there. And then. And then, never mind. I'm not going to even do that joke. It's too stupid. <laughs> Everybody knows the. Uh... Did everybody just watch that happen? The joke went through his brain, and uh, he actually edited it. I don't want to keep ripping Mid- Caesar. Caesar Hernandez ran out with a bat and swung at it. That's what the joke was, Robin. But it's a, that was amazing. Everybody's ripping Caesar you Hernandez. Edited yourself. That never happened. I know. No, the joke was Bruce Willis bounced it up there, and Cesar Hernandez grabbed the bat and went out there and swung at it anyway. You got to actually understand the game. But there have been a lot. We did this a couple weeks ago. Who was it that just threw out an off? Oh, it was a basketball, the kid from Duke. Mm-hmm. The, no, the kid oh, from Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, yes. The kid from Notre Dame who was a baseball player and obviously uh, is in the NBA now. Mm-hmm. And I can't even think of his name. He's a real tall white guy. Yeah. Pretty much anybody that goes but to Notre Dame. But he had Dame. been recruited as a baseball player yeah. originally. No, he was drafted, drafted as, a as a baseball player, player into the major leagues, and he chose basketball. He was a multi-sport player. He played basketball at Notre Dame. Can't think of the dude's name. He's a tall white dude. And that you know that you narrow it down to about 150,000 guys in South Bend, Indiana, not including the mayor. But Pete, his pitch Pete was god awful, and you would think. Yeah, oh. he threw it way yeah. over the head. He almost hit his girlfriend in the back with a camera. That's how bad it was. And we've seen 50 Cent. We've seen President Obama. We've seen a lot of bad. Now, ones. Scrapple Joe just said that Glenn Hurricane Schwartz just threw I, a four bouncer. Really? Four bouncer. How many bounces? It's uh, 2-1, but the Phillies have two men on second and third, and nobody out in the bottom of the third for their hottest hitter, Gene Segura. Here's the 2-1 pitch. It's outside. He's taken. It's 3-1. Now, you like those powder blue uniforms, that's don't old school. you? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, 80s yeah. Phillies. I, didn't, I don't like well, the one I had. From that era, they uh-huh. were zip-ups. Right. They were but hideous. You didn't have the powder blue, though. You had No, the... I, but they had the white pinstripes. See, they I were like zip-ups. No, but they're the same uniform. Except these are the baby blues that they had. Yeah. But back then, when they were the original uniforms in the 80s, 
they were all zip up in front. Right. Then they went to the buttons. I have a the picture. The buttons are much better. I have a picture of me wearing your old uniform, your uh, old school un- Phillies uniform. We were in we were in the L.A. studio where Petros Omani still yeah, theirs. I can still fit in it if I wear a bra, a corset, and, <laughs> and everything else. But this is from the 80s, all right? Yes. And I, I, I've developed a lot more muscle, upper body muscle mass now by drinking muscle milk and all the other assorted protein crap that everybody drinks now. But Bruce Willis, as A.J. Marco says, he died hard and did not live another day with that pitch. That's an embarrassment because that's something that lives forever. When you throw out an open, when you're a big celebrity, I'm not a big celebrity. Nobody even gave a crap that I threw it out. But when you got Bruce Willis out there, and you bounced the ball up. I didn't see. I mentioned that Glenn Hurricane Schwartz. I missed. I saw a clip of him, but I didn't see the actual first pitch. So he sucked out. Wouldn't you expect Glenn Hurricane Schwartz to suck? I would expect him. He's to a good suck guy. Him. We know him. I found out from him. Talk about journalism when we were at a function with him recently. Mm-hmm. What did I ask him, Robin? What does he wear all the time? Oh, the bow tie. Right. And I asked him, I said, hey, do you tie your own bow ties? And he said, no. He wears clip-on bow ties. Total outrage. It's a total outrage. It's a violation and all the other stupid things people say. You would think that a guy who wears bow ties every single day as part of his shtick as a local weatherman here in Philadelphia on NBC Philadelphia, Glenn Hurricane Schwartz, would tie his own bow ties. Well, maybe, maybe though, because he wears it every day, he's gotten tired of tying it, and he's like, ah, screw no, it. No, if you know how to tie it, it's easy. It's like tying a regular tie. It's actually harder to do a clip-on if you know how to tie a tie properly. But wouldn't you think a guy that wears a bow tie every day would wear Would you wear a clip-on, Robin? I know you would wear a strap-on, but that's different. That's just in the privacy of our own home. And I already gave you one of those. You want another one of those? Anyway, so there you have it. It's ridiculous. And now people are, you know, how could Bruce Willis ever leave to me more? Because, as I've said many, many times over the years, just because somebody is a good-looking man and is a good-looking woman and they're both celebrities doesn't mean that they don't go home and get sick of each other just like Joe Schmo off the street does with his wife or Jane Schmo off the street does with her husband. The, the classic example of that is Halle Berry. You're like, oh, how the hell can Harold, anybody leave? How can anybody leave Halle Berry? She's one of the most beautiful women on earth. And she's been married like five times. Because you know why? It goes back to the old adage. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. No matter how beautiful the people are physically, there's still people when you go home. And they become pains in the asses a lot of cases. Unfortunately, now it's most cases because nowadays every celebrity marriage pretty much goes to hell, right? I mean, how many celebrities, they don't even last a month now. (laughs) What's his name from leaving Las Vegas? Got married for a couple of days in Vegas and it didn't last longer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, Coppola's kid. Coppola's kid, yeah. What the hell's his name? What's the matter with me, Robin? I don't know. And Jennifer usually, Aniston, right? Usually, oh, my God. I want to get married and settle down. And then she's with this guy and that guy and that guy. And guess what? She's never going to settle down because guys get tired of her. I don't care how hot she is. Nick Cage. Nicholas Nicholas Cage. Cage. He's probably a Coppola. Nicholas Cage. The guy in the most depressing movie ever made, leaving Las Vegas, goes to Las Vegas with some crazy chick 
gets married, and then claims a day later that he was too drunk and didn't realize what he was doing, so he wanted a divorce. Correct. Celebrities are crazy, people. They're crazy, just like everybody else, except they, they get more attention because they're crazy. But it doesn't matter whether you're good. Like, how can somebody leave so-and-so? And, you know, how can anybody ever leave me? Well, actually, they didn't. It was mutual. It's always mutual, Robin. I'm one of those people, if you don't want to be around me, I don't want to be around you. You want to be around me? I want to be around you. Tony, you follow me right now? I have found the photograph of me wearing the your, Phillies jersey. And this was, was when with I, Kennedy was in there. Was in Kennedy in the studio with us in Los uh, Angeles? You know what? She might have been. I think it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember now why I was wearing that uniform. But because it was the Phillies was 2008, and the Phillies were playing in the. It was. Was it no? It wasn't 2008. It was 2000 and. Uh, it probably 2009? Yeah, when they won the World Series. No, 2008, 2009. The Phillies won the World Series. We were in Los Angeles. Picture this, Robin. Phillies are in the World Series. We were in Los Angeles. It was December 10th, 2009, 2009 that I posted that photograph. Well, it wasn't taken because the, the World Series was over in October. Right? Yeah. Early November. Why did you wear it to the studio then? I have no idea why. I think the picture was taken during the World Series oh, maybe. time. That, that's and I was, was. A, I was a redhead back then. I know. This and was... that's when the Phillies actually, that wasn't even the World Series. That's when the Phillies were playing the Dodgers in the National League Championship Series. So we were trying to, like, trigger our L.A. Dodger fans out there because we were on the Dodgers so, station. As you can see, it says Bruno on the back. Yes. And I think it's the number 25, maybe? Yes, that was the number I picked. And you know, because I was, that was Dream Week back in the 80s. Okay. So the Phillies still do this in spring training. You know, they charge people money. You want to go down, you spend a week in clear water, and they do this in a lot of major league teams. They give you your own uniform. It's like three grand for a week. It's probably more now. Of course, I got comp because I mean, I'm, I'm Tony Bruno. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry Bowe was my coach. Bobby Wine was my manager. Nice. And we were facing like major league pit. Darren Knowles, who was only 40 years old and had just retired from baseball, who had one of the most wicked curveballs in all of baseball, he had great joy in striking out strappers like me and all these other guys who would grab a bat and get in front of the plate, try to hit the ball out of the yard, never even make contact because he's throwing major league curveballs. Even major league players couldn't hit major league curveballs. But now all these Dream Week losers who go down there and spend money, and they're not all losers. No. Most of them are. But it's a dream. That's why it's called Dream Week. You get to play with major league players, retired players mostly. Guys who are just out of baseball. And doesn't the money go towards a good cause? Too? No, it goes towards the guys who are down there. I, I don't know what the charity is. Some of it goes to charity, yeah. but it's just fun. It wasn't even Dell Unser. People will not understand whose number I wore when I went to Dream Week and I got to pick my own number. And and only old school people will get this one. It was like a total inside. There were a lot of Philly guys who were number twenty five over the years, obviously. But the one player that influenced me is a Ute. In South Philadelphia, back in the day when the Phillies were playing at Connie Mack Stadium, he was a center fielder, and he was damn, damn good. Not Jim Thome. No. Tomey. Oh, no, it's a joke. Not Jim Tomey. This is way back. Jim Tomey's not way back. I'm talking way, 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 back, 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 back. Hop in that hot tub time machine. Go way back, people. Oh, that was it. Is he safe or out? I think it's safe. Uh, I think he's safe. I think he's safe. Did they go to the replay? Anyway, Somebody enough of that says crap. Richie Allen. No, it wasn't Richie Allen. Wasn't he didn't wear 25. I love Richie Allen. I'll tell you who it was. Tony Gonzalez. Not the football player, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Hall of Famer. Tony Gonzalez was the center fielder 
for the Phillies back in the 60s when they should have won in 1964 and had one of the greatest chokes of all time down the stretch in the 1964. It scarred most people who were young at the time, and I was 12 years old in 1964. So I remember that vividly, the Phillies choking, and we would listen on the transistor radio every night and sit in front of my steps on the white marble steps with my mom and my sisters, and everybody would get their transistor radios out and listen to baseball. And night after night, we heard the Phillies choking away, choking away a potential World Series. Because remember, the Phillies had won. 1950, they didn't win. They were in the World Series. They didn't win it with the Wiz kids. And then, of course, they 93, they went out and lost it. Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Carter hits the home run in Toronto to break our dreams. When the Phillies finally won in 1980, the 1964 nightmares finally started going away for a lot of people. It's like with the Red Sox, with the Bill Buckner play. Everybody, Bill Buckner, he cost him a World Series. Red Sox hadn't won, blah, blah, blah. They win a World Series. Bill Buckner now is no longer the most hated man in Red Sox nation. And so the Phillies from 1964, most of them are dead, obviously, but they're not the, they're not the most hated team. They're, they're, not, they don't, they're not a symbol of Philadelphia sports futility. Because back then, there wasn't the National League East. There was, you won the National League pennant. There weren't all these divisions. So you, you're, leading the, you're leading the National League, and you let it slip away, and you don't go to the World Series. That's what it was back then. Not David Bell, no. But Tony Gonzalez, center fielder, Tony Gonzalez. And I love the Cuban play. Tony Taylor was the first baseman, a Cuban-American. Some quality players back in the day. They're quality players now. And the Phillies have taken the lead? Oh, they did last inning, didn't they? Or did they just take? They must have. It's 3-2. See, Robin, I wish you knew how to keep track of baseballs, and I wish I knew how to quit you. I need a damn TV turned around. Uh, Thank God there's not a lot of daytime action. I note that on top of just paying but attention. But you're looking right at the TV, no, and I got to keep turning not. around. I am not. I am looking at multiple things, and the TV is my last Last thought. And now they have a man on third with one out. Your Milwaukee Brew Crew. So it's a 3-2 Phillies, top of the fourth, and uh, one out. And the Brewers batting. Every time I turn around, somebody's slapping a ball into a corner or somebody's on second and third. It's an outrage. I'm going to have to put it on this monitor and get this PGA crap off of here. We already know Kepka's done for the day. Seven under is the score to beat. So unless somebody in the afternoon session can tear it up, it looks like Brooks Kepka is safe because a lot of even pars, you know, the, the best scores are seven under, then there's three under, one person at three under, Tommy Fleetwood, then uh, four guys at two under, and then a bunch of guys, Ricky Fowler included, at one under, and then you go, there's a bunch of guys at one under, and then there's a bunch of guys even. So right now the only guy who's torn it up, and even in the afternoon action, Nobody's off to a tremendous start. There's a lot of plus threes. I mentioned Tiger Woods is plus three. He's down there. Uh, and there's a lot of guys plus four. Uh, let's see who else. Henrik Stenson is plus four. Sergio Garcia, by the way. A lot of people thought he could win. Now, he's 11 shots back after one round. Does that mean it's over for him? No, but that's not a good start for Sergio. Putting up a plus four in his first round, which is complete. Lee Westwood, plus five. And he's done for the day. So I'm looking at some of the Bubba Watson plus six. 
So people are looking at Bubba Watson. These are the guys you're looking for somebody to step up and win this thing. Plus six, plus sevens. So nobody's really tearing it up. Jason Day is about to tee. Actually, Jason Day just uh, went out. So he's on the Zach Johnson, Jason Day, just getting underway in the afternoon action. So they got a lot of work to do. Jim Furyk, uh, Kuchar, and uh, looking at the other big names are teeing off this afternoon. So there's an afternoon group. There's 100 players. So that's why they have to do the uh, staggered tee times. So minus seven is the score to beat or at least to score to tie if you want to be in contention, or at least you want to get close enough. Like if you're three under, two under, you're in play, even if you're even par after one round. But I'll tell you what, if Brooks Kepka keeps doing what he does, and he does it in the, in the majors last year in the PGA, and, of course, the U.S. Open. And, you know, they don't normally play the PGA. It used to be in August, but now the PGA has been moved into May, and then you got the PGA Championship, and then the U.S. Open's coming up, starting on my birthday next month out at Pebble Beach. So what's interesting to note here, as Vin Scully used to say, Robin, back in the day with the Dodgers, is that you've got the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open this year both being played on public golf courses. Beth Page Black is a public golf course. Pebble Beach is a public golf course. So the regular golfers can go out there and play on these amazing tracks, which they use for major championships. So that's one of the uh, cool things about playing on, 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 and these are not your basic munis where guys like Dean go out there and slap it around. <sighs> Tiger, by the way, an update on Tiger Woods right now, Robin. I'm, I'm glad my friends out there are all helping me with the live show. Tiger now is two under blondes right now. It's a good job out of him. You can't take it back into the clubhouse or back into your mansion that you're renting for the week up in Long Island on Bethpage. You know they're not staying in the uh, Holiday Inn Express up there, Robin. Now, what are you doing? You, you, what are you putting the game on for me here? I'm trying. I need to get the... You no, know, there's, a, there's a Phillies app. It's called My Teams. You download the My Teams app. And then you can watch it? Yes. I don't know why I don't have... Because I don't really need it, the My Teams app when I'm sitting at home. I watch the game on TV. But since we have daytime action, I want to keep people up to date, and I want to thank help thank people who have helped me. So it's tied at 3-3 now in that game, and we'll keep you up to date. At least it's competitive. You're only on, your You're only on, on, on mobile applications. Mobile app. It's like the Twitch. You can download the Twitch app everywhere on your mobile devices, and then you don't have to download it when you're watching the show on your desktop, on your laptop, right? Isn't that how Twitch works? You only need to download the app if you're on a mobile device. Correct, Robin? Correct. Okay. Just give me some sort of, like, sign. Bunt. Give me the bunt sign and then miss the bunt and then not cover the bunt. 3-3, three, three, top of the fourth. Anyway, we got to do some updates today too, Robin. Oh, i got to get to the NBA. I didn't even mention the game last night. But Robin's over here. You know, Robin and I are doing this solo here. Not complaining. We appreciate you hanging with us. But uh, Trevor's keeping me up to date. Tiger stayed on his yacht last night. It's a good job, man. I want to see the video of that. Well, like, as long as he doesn't go what the New York Giants, football Giants did a couple of years ago. You remember that story? They all went out on a yacht on their bye week, and then they came back and couldn't win another stinking game. <laughs> it pretty much was the kiss of death for the New York football Giants. So Tiger was on the yacht last night. One of you had some hose up on that joint. You think he's calmed down, Robin? Hmm? 
you think Tiger's bringing the, the ladies back on the yacht? You got a big-ass yacht, and you're Tiger Woods, and now you're feeling it again. Are you still bringing uh, some honeys on the yacht? I know he's got a girlfriend. How do you know his girlfriend's not into that? How do you know, Robin? I don't know. Oh, I'm just be. asking. Maybe that's why he likes her so much. I mean, she's, she runs his restaurant. She's the manager of his restaurant in Florida. Now, everybody's thinking that maybe he went on one of those Minnesota Vikings cruises. You remember that back in the day? The Vikings went out on a sex cruise. Pretty hard to do in Minnesota because it's cold to take your clothes off, even in the summertime. So Dean said, okay, you said I was on the wrong side of the hockey game last night. How can you bring out the fact that I was on the right side of the basketball game? I'm not. I just gave the – I'm just, fat, just, just facts here, Dean. This isn't personal. This is not about personal attacks on this show. You want that stuff? There's plenty of that crap. We don't play that shit here. You know why? Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, don't have time. Well, actually, we have three hours, but, and I could do that if I wanted to, but I don't. So anyway, let's go to the NBA, Robin. Enough about that. Don't worry about that crap. It ain't working. Get that crap Verizon off. It's ridiculous. So anyway, let's get to the NBA, shall we? Because I gave you the hockey breakdown. And the hockey break. Let's be honest. That hockey game, as great as the basketball game turned out to be, the hockey game was the story of the night last night. Because you, you, know, you have a controversy on the winning goal. You know, whether it's football, hockey, basketball, you got a questionable call that decides a game or helps decide a game, you got to talk about it. Except if you're ESPN, where you totally ignore it and you're breaking down what LeBron thought of last night's Milwaukee Bucks game against the stinking Toronto Raptors. Yes, hockey, the ugly stepchild of the sports world. Except for here. That's so I can blow my nose and not be disgusted. <laughs> you could just ask me to like mute your mic. So I'm muting Tony's mic and Oh t- nose. Don't mute my mic. I, I turned way off to the camera. I know how to do this, Robin. I was still loud enough that I just thought I'd help people out, you know. You couldn't hear me blowing my nose. I went way off mic into the side. I went I stage left. Is that stage right? Is it my right or your left? When you say exit stage right. It's yours. So I would go. So I went stage left that time. So I was correct. But if it's the audience looking at you, is it stage right or stage left on the depending it's, on the performer? It's the performer looking at the audience. That's great. The musical theater knowledge right there, ladies there you and gentlemen. Go. You got to go to college to learn that. You got to take a musical theater course to understand the difference between stage left and or stage right. Or just have right. done lots of theater. Or watch uh, the Snagglepuss TV yes. cartoons. Exit, Exit stage, stage left. left. Exactly. The TV went to black. Oh, I almost blacked out. Meanwhile, speaking of ugly stepchild, where's Luigi? I told you he's in San Francisco. <laughs> Bull 77 Mustang, our bit leader. In the clubhouse right now? He is. Bully 77 Mustang is in the house. Let's give him some For love, those man. of you who don't realize this, there are there is a leaderboard for those bits. of us who are gifting us bits and bits and bits and bits. Yes. It's like is- a strip club, except you don't have to throw dollar bills. Correct. You just throw it. You make it rain. <laughs> you don't make. Or you make it hail. You make it hail. Yeah. And we like that. We we like it hailing as as often as possible. And we thank you so much because it does support the show. Dean says I prefer you go off camera and stay on mic. They always said you had a face for radio. You know how many TV programs I was on over the years. 
at ESPN, at Fox, back at ESPN. I have my own segment. Don't give me any of that face for radio crap. Have you seen the schlubs they put on TV now? I know. Are you serious? <laughs> that, that does not hold true anymore. It used to be you really had to be a good-looking person yeah. to be on TV. Now it's just like you had to have a nice voice and enunciation to be on radio. All that shit's out the window now. It doesn't care what you look like, what you sound like. None of that stuff matters. Thank you, AJ Marcos. Beautiful. 100 bits. Bits and bits. bits and you know what's bits, weird? Bits, I'm not hearing the bits anymore. Yeah, they're not making the noise. I know. Let's make some noise up in here. They used Come on. to make noise. You know what else we have, though? We have um, the, from what I understand, the damn blurp thing is working on certain. So if you see the blurp, blurp. Um, uh flower the white flower with a red background on the screen that means that it is at that moment connected and you can have a walk-in sound effect i have one so far loaded on the bruno nation live sound board which is the let's go to let's go to so if you want to have that as your walk-in when you arrive then you can add that to your blurp soundboard um, but there are several, several others, and I will be adding as soon as I have time. Exactly. I'll, I'll be adding more. So let's get back to the NBA update here, Robin. I mean, I, we just got to get to this. Oh, that just happened, or was that? Oh, that's a replay. See, that's what sucks. I got to get another TV on the front wall. I got to have, I got to have the wall of TVs like they have all yes, of these apparently. studios now. Because we got a couple TVs that are just sitting around. I know. I could bring down the one from the guest room that's not being used right now. I'd rather bring a guest up there and make them use that TV while I'm in there. You see you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what they say. Mm-hmm. See a broad to get that booty <laughs> Trevor from the 203 says, Miss Robin, can you get the dupe song from the, for the walk-up? Dupe? Dupe. Yeah, the hawk, the one we played yesterday. Oh, oh okay, yeah. I probably, but there, I can only have like, t- it has to be 10 seconds or less. Now, what's great about this, this is what they play. This is actually from an arena. Want to go hear that song? Yeah. Na, 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 na. I can do that. Now, what song is that, Robin? Because we hear that at all sporting venues now. I don't know. What is That's that? That's not from? the dupe song, right? What is that from originally? I like the blues of the fans. They go, let's go. But this is a remix of something. Let's go. Somebody, oh, Trevor says that this is Kerncraft 400. Another German thing? Zombie Nation. Kerncraft 400. Is that a German thing again? I smoked some of that the other night. That shit's pretty good. It's, it's Sandstorm from Darude. That's Darude. That's Darude, very Darude of you, my friend. Kerncraft. Zombie, zombie, zombie nation. You know the you know the uh, the Germans always make good stuff, right? It has to be German because the songwriters are named Emmanuel Günther and Florian Senfter. Weren't they Millie Vanilli? Originally, they changed their names so people wouldn't identify them anymore. Shaved their heads and changed their names. German techno artist. No. From their album Leichenschmaus. Oh. Yeah. Ja, I like bitte. when you speak German. Leichenschmaus. It's not as sexy as French. No. Because when a woman, you know, you remember Gomez Adams, whenever whenever Morticia spoke French. Ah, mon chéri. Yes, it would make him nuts, and it makes me nuts, too. German, not so much. Sorry, Robin. 
There's just nothing sexy about the no, Germanic I don't think, languages. I don't, well, no, I think that depending on where you are in the Netherlands, where I come from is very close to the Belgian border. It has a very soft sound to it. But you it. still have to have all those... It's not. Because <laughs> instead, instead of going... Like in the the mid and northern parts, you have the... So instead of the... It's a, it's a, it's a very soft in the back of your throat. I like it when it's soft. Well, I don't really like anything in the back of my throat soft. <clears throat> Except that one time in band camp. Anyway, let's get back to the NBA uh, last night. In case you missed it in the uh, Eastern Conference. <laughs> well, tonight, of course, I'm looking ahead because you got a preview tonight because it's ready in the middle of the afternoon. Game six of the Western Conference Finals tonight. Your Golden State Warriors. Can they keep up with the Sharks? You know, that's the only area in the entire country that has two teams at the same time playing deep into the postseason. You realize that, right, Robin? You got the San Jose Sharks yes. in San Jose, and you got the Golden State Warriors up the road in Oakland, both involved in postseason action. Now, Tony, I just want to let you, sorry I'm interrupting you, but yes, we sir. were just talking about hockey, and before you go on to the NBA, I just want to get this through. Uh the owner of the Jacks NYB. Yes, um, he invited me. That's the New Year's Brigade. New Year's Brigade. Jacks New Year's Brigade invited me to go to the game last night, watch it in the club. Um, and he extended the invitation for Friday night's game and um, wants us to come. And I was just letting him know that we're. Yeah, we're going to go. We're always giving him major love now. I want to go. I want to go. I, I want to go and sing Gloria and, and play Gloria. Um, I want one of those play Gloria t shirts, too. Farze I'll wear it. Farzetta's going to be there, too. Oh, Mark Farzetta's yeah. going to be there? Awesome, yeah. man. Awesome. Well, I love the Filipinas. I mean, don't get me wrong about that. Oh, yes. And one of our favorite listeners on the nighttime show used to be Philly Pino. He was the Philly Pino. Yes, yes. he was the Philly Pino. I wonder what happened to him. I don't know. He was a Filipino guy from Philly, and it was perfect, the Philly Pino. Not the Pino Grigio. No. Not the Pino Noir. But we are partial to the Philly Nation, yes, or the Filipino are. Nation. The Filipino Nation. So that's going to be a huge game now, Friday night, tomorrow, tomorrow night already. Game four in that series. In the Sharks... And for the St. Louis Blues, an absolute must-win game. Yes. At home. Absolute must-win. Yeah, they lose. They're down three-one. <clears throat> it's over. Carolina may be eliminated tonight by the Boston Bruins. It's going to be a fun. It'll it'll be fun watching it at. Um, Is it a big place now? Because I I don't I don't, know. I don't need a lot of room to roam. I just want to be comfortable. Watch some pucks on a Friday night. Jacks NYB. That's where we're we will be inv invite That's a only. Yeah, it's an invite. It's, it's a yeah, private it's a club. You got to knock and you got to give the special hand signal at the door. And then the little window opens up and the guy says, uh, you got your badges? What's, then, wh what's what, the secret word? What's the secret word? What's the password? Is it a green door? Well, if it's beyond the green door, I'm there all night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Except I don't think many of the people who are behind the original beyond the green, behind the green door cast is still with us. We may have to do a reboot of the behind the green door. The, the college years. There was you know, a, Bob Gorlick will come in, Mr. Belding. In San, <laughs> wasn't there a behind-the-green-door place in San Francisco? Yes, there's a place called the Green yeah. Door. Maybe we look at Gab Luigi go there. When we went to Atlanta for the Super Bowl, he was looking for strip clubs, including one that's a legendary joint. Remember the one, your son? Yes. We took him out one night to go to this legendary strip club in Atlanta, but it's not really, it's like a burlesque club. Yeah. It's, it's like in a restaurant. But it's like everybody that's anybody. They know this they place. They know this place, and it's kind of, it's a little bit uh, divey, but 
big time names go there all the time. Yes. And unfortunately, there was a big private event going, so they I were I know, unable. so we couldn't even go in there and throw some dollar bill, dollar, dollar, dollar bill. Thank you, Trevor, for sharing the show. And for the 44th time, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to the NBA playoffs already in progress. So I preview game two in the West tonight against Portland. Guess what the Golden State Warriors' number is tonight? Coming off the first victory, they covered easily against the Portland Trailblazers. They are seven-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. Your Golden State Warriors to go up two games to none over the Portland Trailblazers. 9 p.m. Eastern start from the Oracle in Oakland. And now, all of a sudden, the Brewers have taken the lead again. Yasmani Grandal has scored. And it's 4-3 Brewers top of the fifth at Citizen Park, Bank Park, where there's no sight of Bruce Willis or Christmas decorations to prove that Die Hard, in fact, was a Christmas movie, despite what he says. So last night, you had the Milwaukee Bucks, clearly the best team in the Eastern Conference during the regular season. They proved it. Remember, they had a couple of days off because they wiped out the stinking Boston Celtics who were supposed to win that series after winning game one and never did. You got that, Paul Pierce? I demand an apology because I don't really care about the Boston Celtics. So anyway, what happens last night, Robin? The Bucks obviously didn't come out jacked up. Toronto just finished off the Sixers, so they were more into the flow. And when you don't play for a week and you have scrimmages and practices, you know, it's not the same. You can't simulate a game. You can't even simulate sex anymore. Well, isn't, isn't simulating a game and simulating sex pretty much the same thing? Yeah, it's not as fun. No. <laughs> That's why I never got phone sex. Unless you're in a foreign country. Yeah, I mean, if you're far away from somebody, and yeah. it's better than just playing by yourself. Well, it depends. Because you know how, one thing about everybody, they know how to please themselves. Well, but, uh, but if you're by yourself, and you're going to play with yourself anyway, you might as well have somebody giving you some mental stimulation. Usually when I'm by myself, I usually phone a friend in that particular town. So that I'm not by myself. Well, not everybody can be Tony Bruno. Who do I look like? Eric Carmen, all by myself? Don't want to be all by myself anymore. Can you play that for the inside of the NBA music? Because i got to get back to this uh, update already in progress, Robin. <laughs> so the Bucks come out and fall behind by 11 early in this contest. And everybody's saying, what the hell's going on back there? Then all of a sudden, the hero of the night, part of the Lopez twins. Is he the good Lopez twin or is he the bad one? Because you remember from Stanford, Robin, you remember the Lopez brothers? They were twins. There's Brooke Lopez and his brother Robin Lopez. Robin? Spelled like my name, Robin? Yeah. How do you not know the Lopez twins if you're a big Stanford person? They went to Stanford. They're twins. Making love was just Yes, I know. Those days are gone, baby. Those days are gone. Well, not really. You're supposed to make love for fun now because you don't want to have any kids. Living alone. So Brooks Lopez, ladies and gentlemen, all seven feet of him, kept shooting the brick, brick after brick after brick, another brick in the wall. And then all of a sudden, close ball game, 83-76. Bucks trailing at home after three quarters. And then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter commenced. And Brooks Lopez was out there all by himself. 
Well, it looked like he was because he basically took over the game. Brooke Lopez! 29 points, 13 of them in the fourth quarter alone. 11 boards, two assistances, four blocks. He stripped Kawhi in the fourth quarter. Took the damn ball away. He said, give me the ball, bitch. Big defensive rebound in the fourth quarter. And if not for Kyle, not for Kyle uh, Lowry making seven threes and 30 points and the only Raptor to do anything in the fourth quarter, the team, the Raptors, went 0 for 15 in the fourth quarter, including 0 for 7 from three-point land. Kyrie, Kyle Lowry was the only guy to score a bucket the only other points in the fourth quarter, Kawhi Leonard had two points, and they were free throws. That's it. Oh, and then um, Pascal uh, Siakam had one free throw. So three free throws and all Kyle Lowry. That was it for the Toronto Raptors in the fourth quarter of that game last night. And a two-point game with three minutes and 31 seconds left became an easy win. Did they cover, though? Were they eight-point favorites? I don't think they covered Milwaukee scored the final 10 points of the game. Your Toronto Raptors, as Sixer fans, are going to be pissed off and kicking themselves watching that. Missed their final eight shots, including five threes. Missed all of them in the fourth quarter. So it really could have been, should have been, would have been a closer game if the Toronto Raptors were making shots, just like they did against the Sixers. They could have blown the Sixers out if they made shots. So when you go cold and you're a three-point team like the Raptors are, and then Brooks Lopez, or Brooke Lopez, who's not really known as a three-point. He's another seven-footer, like, like Joel Embiid is a couple inches taller. But they kept telling him last night. In fact, Giannis, the Greek freak, and Brooke Lopez, after the game, were sitting down and talking about what the hell happened out there in that fourth quarter and in the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go to the tape, Robin. Oh, wait, hold on. Remember, I said, well, I'm done pointing to you when you're, like, shaking your head. Oh, I was I was going along with a beat. No, I, I do have it ready, though. I just... Give it, me a little bit of the, that Brooks Lopez. Bro- keep calling him Brooks, because it's Brooks Kepka. This is Brooke Lopez, the better of the Lopez brothers, I think, the twins. That's open for debate, but... Let's go to the postgame. Learning that each one of these games is critical. Um, no, that's I the Nick Nurse, Robin. But play that anyway. A, a tough... Tonight, a tough brand of basketball for the most part. We gave ourselves a chance to win on the road in the in a in a Eastern Conference final, and it didn't turn out. But we, and we and we put in a lot of work. But you got to file that one away, right? And uh, put in more work next time. That's where that's really where it starts. We gotta we gotta get some rest here tonight. Focus in on our film. Figure out some adjustments. Build some confidence, right? And um, but then again, once once it gets ready to go up for game two, we got we got to be tough. Once I get up for game two, it's going to be tough, too. I'll tell you that right now. You don't want to be around me. Whatever happened up there made you stronger. Sorry, I just wanted to hear that. No, I want to hear the chick in this. This is the stupid. uh, And you know me, I'm a big superhero. But now there's an X-Men. It feels good. Yeah, that's the clip I want. Feels it good. feels good, bitch. Who is that chick in X-Men? I was never really a big X-Men she, fan. She's from Game of Thrones. Oh, she is? Yeah. Is she dead in Game of Thrones? I don't know. I have not seen it. So the X-Men. Yes. The only one I know is, uh, what's his face? Wolverine, right? Isn't he one of the X-Men? Uh, yes. 
these movies, like there's one, there's one Marvel movie after it. It's, it's like an airport runway. It's like Final Approach at LAX. You can look in the horizon, and all you see is Marvel movies coming one after another from miles and miles away. You know when you see at nighttime the lights, the landing lights? Pull up your, your Twitch screen, Tony. Is this, is this the clip that you're looking for? It's on your other screen. Just Which click one? on the purple. Click on the purple. Where's the purple? Purple no. onto the right. Click on the purple bar on the right. This right. One here? No, in the other screen. There's a lot of purple bars. There's only one thing that's purple oh, on okay. your video. Oh, okay, I see. Okay. Is that the one is that the clip that I, we're looking for next? No. Okay, then I don't you didn't send that's the only thing I that you I sent you the right damn clip, Robin. God damn it. Ridiculous. Anyway, Robin Lopez is beating up mascots, but his brother, Brooke Lopez, is beating up the stinking Toronto Raptors in game one, after game one. Final scores 108 to 100. They outscored, they being the Milwaukee Bucks, fear the deer, outscored the Toronto Raptors in the fourth quarter 32 to 17. So that shows you how close the game was going into the third. It was close in the fourth quarter. I told you it was a two-point game, three minutes and 31 seconds left in the game. That's an eternity on a two-point game. But then it went to hell for the Raptors who couldn't hit the side of a barn with a handful of rice. And everything was going in for Brooke Lopez and your Milwaukee Bucks. Is this it how Brooks Lopez turned Splash Mountain into Bucks Game Changer? Is that the that's, Yeah, that's uh, the one. Okay, it was it not was, Splash Mountain at Disney. I love that ride, but not in the wintertime. It's too damn cold and you get all wet and then you're walking around all day and it's not hot enough. And then you you feel like a wet rag. It's just wrong, man. All right, let me see. They should turn the water off in the wintertime on those rides. If you're going to keep it open. It's like the other ride, the one with the the big wheel that turns around and you're in it. Yeah. That's at uh, California Adventure. It's one of the big wound things you get in. And everybody gets wet in those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a block flume ride, but it's not. But it's something river. Yeah, the rapid, wild, rapid river things. And they're everywhere. But you sit in it, and it spins around, and then right. you're coming to a waterfall, and you got everything covered underneath in the yes. middle of the thing, and then you're hoping that you're not in the right spot to go down, and except in the summertime when it's hot and humid. Then you don't give a crap if you get soaked. Here we go. Okay. Yes, indeed. But it seemed that the Raptors were reluctant to take Oh, what a move. Even Marv's laughing at my yes. Shooters touch. The shooters touch. Yes. One dribble. Chris Middleton. With those claw-like hands for the finish. Guys. Mike Budenholzer can't be happy about the three-point shooting that he saw. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. 
Lopez with 24 points. Juan Juan gives to Lopez. He had to make a tough catch and put it down. That was so smart by Middleton. Yeah. So wait to slow down. Lopez for three. Yes. He has been on fire in every phase of the game. 29 points. And that will do it. The Bucks 108. The Raptors 100. So the Bucks take game one. Beautiful man. Brooke Lopez. Who would have thunk it? The big fella. Stroking it really strong. When a big fella can stroke it really strong, Robin. Takes him longer. <sighs> you know what they say. Robin, did you turn my soundboard down again? Oh, I had to when I was playing the, uh, the other music, so. They... Hey, where are the white women at? They're in Milwaukee. Don't worry about it. They're all over Milwaukee. Not that there's anything wrong with it. And Flyers Superfan remembered that it was the Cali River Rapids. Yes, that's the one in, uh, yes. in California Adventure. Cali. Whatever it's called now. It's called, and it's uh, not Cali. It's Cali. Cali, as in, yeah. Cali. Yeah, Af- yeah, as Africa. in Africa. Yes, Cali. Exactly. Now, Dean, if we give five bits Bucks every time Bucks were six and a Tony, half last night, so they covered. If we give five bits every time Tony says, damn it, Robin, he can retire to Florida in six months. Exactly right. I have to wait that long? <laughs> you got to step up your game, Tony. I've been saying, damn it. Actually, you know where it started? With Beth Faber when I was at ESPN. Because I don't ever remember saying it to like my kids. or So it became a thing when somebody would screw up around. Uh-huh. It was always a joke. It was always said in, in loving fashion. And I'd say, damn it, Beth. And so damn it, Beth became the thing at, at ESPN. Yes. So everybody would say, damn it, Beth. And then then became Damn It Robin. Mm-hmm. And now everybody says Damn It Damn Robin. It Robin. Damn It Robin. Exactly. It, it's funny. There are three things that parrot. If we had a parrot, mm-hmm. there would be three things that the parrot would learn how to say very fast. Yes. Well, the parrots in London, I'll say it. We got to play maybe a little taste of that today. But because Damn It Robin is one of them. Damn It Robin definitely is. That's top five right now if you're keeping score at home. And if we you should, are, it's still we, four I should, or three. I should make that one of uh, the blurp walk-up songs. Yeah, as damn well. it, Robin! Damn it, Robin! <laughs> that would be then people would... can give us more uh, bits every time they say. And it could be if you if you use "damn it, Robin," then when you want to say "damn it, Robin," then you cheer us more bits, and you can hear "damn it, Robin" right on top of the damn screen, right on the air. It's exactly. Going to be good. See, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know if this blurp thing works because I still I, I think I have it connected and Blurps. working because it's showing up on the screen mm-hmm. it's supposed to work everything's as- supposed to work Robin <sighs> I know but it shows on here so it's supposed to be working damn it Tony Bryce Harper at the dish here's the 1-1 one, one pitch fouled back it's 4-3 Bra- Brewers we're in the bottom of the 5th Man on second, McCutcheon, Bryce Harper at the dish. In a uh, pretty entertaining ball and a beautiful day for baseball after a lot of crappy weather here. And they're getting crappy weather on the East Coast, uh, West Coast. I didn't hear from Luigi with a weather update. We know he got on the train. Oh, my mother said that um, the weather was surprisingly nice today. So when he got on the Cal train. Actually, we should ask uh, Betty. Yes. Alexa, what's the weather in San Francisco today? Oh wait! She's still playing music. Is she still playing music? Tell her, tell her to shut up. Oh, she's playing heavy metal. 
or is this still is this still the YouTube channel? See, yeah, that's still the YouTube yeah, that's, channel. That's, that's Roxette. Oh, Tony, 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 Tony. I'm not the one who I, I have that up here. Is she on a different channel? Yes. Robin, I hate to do it to you. I'm going to say it again. Damn it, Robin! What the hell's going on here today? What the hell is going on? But you didn't. She she's on. She's turned on, so to speak. Well, she better be. She better not be on no damn sex strike. Alexa, but meanwhile, Alexa, what is the weather in San Francisco? In San Francisco, California, it's 56 degrees Fahrenheit with showers. Today, you can look for rainy weather with a high of 58 degrees and a low of 54 degrees. It's kind of weak, actually. It's not good. It's much nicer here. It's a much nicer situation here in Philly. Now, it's blue just skies. A very short I mean, it's partly time. cloudy here, but at least it's not raining. And there's a base hit for Bryce Harper in the left field, and McCutcheon will stop at third. Laura, uh, how can McCutcheon not score on that play? I, I know he was playing shallow and left, but here comes Gene Segura now. 4-3, Brewer lead. We're in the bottom of the fifth inning. First and third and one out. Segura ready with a solo home run of the ball game. So there's your update. Let me see if anybody else is doing anything at the PGA. So right now, minus seven is still in the clubhouse. There's a couple of guys at minus three. Actually, uh, we got a guy out on the course right now just making the turn. Uh, Danny Lee. Danny Lee, yo, from South Korea. Actually, he's a New Zealander in South Korean mix. It's a nice mix. You got to keep it in the mix. So Danny Lee through nine is three under. He's tied with Tommy Fleetwood uh, behind the leader, of course, in the clubhouse, Brooks Kepka, who shot a seven under today in his first round at the PGA up at Bethpage Black. And so guys on the course now, so minus three, four shots back, Fleetwood and Lee at this particular hour. And we'll keep you up to date as the uh, golfers make their way this afternoon. But nobody tearing it up so far in the afternoon round. Guys like just getting started also in the late afternoon session. And we'll keep an eye on the leaderboard, now, which is what we do. I have a question yes. on somewhere. Uh, Preakness. We, in, in just a very yes, short time. Yes, Hank Goldberg's going to join us at 3.15. So in a little less than a half an hour from now, get your saddles on, baby. Ladies, put the saddle on. Take the stirrups off. Put the blinders on. It's going to be a fun few minutes with... <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go bareback if you want. How do you prepare the? Uh, how do you prefer the the Hank Goldberg Preakness preview segment? Would you like it bareback, Brit, uh, English, full saddle, stirrups, Western, Western what? blinders on or off, Robin? <laughs> oh, blinders are always fun. <laughs> you know, mix it up a little. <laughs> Dean checks in. The weather in San Francisco is a chance of golden showers later on this afternoon. It's really shitty, though, in some places. you got to be careful out there. Yeah. They now it's, it's nice that they actually sell welcome to San Francisco waiters now when you get to the airport in the gift shop. Oh, it's so disgusting. They're not hip waiters. You don't I'm have so to get in there. But those boots that the chicks wear, you know, they all wear these funny boots, the pink mm -hmm. ones. and the they go, You need to have them, like, knee-high. You don't need to go full waiters. We, you know, we're, we're joking around, but it is such a sad, sad, sad situation. No kidding, Robin. <sighs> Should we do an update? Yeah, let's do a damn update. Um, 
Because we got, you know, 911 is a joke in Oaktown is an old great song. Remember that song, 911 is a joke? Now 911 is a joke in Florida. This is an unbelievable story, Robin, and I'm sort of sad when I see this story because it just proves once again that we are in a complete disarray in this great United States of America. Segura just grounded into a double play to end the inning. So the Philly Strand runners at second and third, or first and third, and trail 4-3. Through five, 4-3 Brew Crew, seven hits, three errors by the Brewers, and the Phillies are still losing. It's an outrage. Meanwhile, we got to go down to Florida. And even though this is a Florida story, mm-hmm. unfortunately, things like these and, and the association with comedy is happening all across the world and the nation. So P- let's go to a comedy club where you usually go to hopefully laugh, hopefully understand that comics make are fun, making jokes. And they make fun of things that make us uncomfortable. And that's the whole point. That's like listening to the show. Yes. Oh, no. How did I hit that by accident? Well, this board's very sensitive to the touch. It's like a lot of women I know. All you got to do is just touch it in the right spot and boom! Down to Florida. Welcome to, to Welcome the you to the Sunshine State, Robin. They're kicking back Damn it. soaking up the <laughs> Every day in Florida. Now let's go down to the comedy club and then the Ho Ho High Lounge and the Honey Hole and then the Glory Hole Club down there. And I don't know what part of Florida this is, but your car is Good old Naples. Naples. Naples, Florida. You know what's in Naples, Florida? A lot of rich white folk. So let's let's uh, paint that picture first. Naples, Florida, comedy club. I've not. I've yet to be graced with being down in Naples, Florida. You don't we get just, graced when you go to Naples. Okay, Florida. well, we were just north of Naples. The farthest south I've gone is um, Fort Myers. You're damn right. They want to keep people and, like well, you and out And obviously of Key West, but that was from the other side. For, right. But on the Gulf Coast, uh, Fort Myers was the closest you know, people, I've ever Somebody asked me the other day, Tony, when was the last time you had some on the side? I said, it's been so long since I had it, I didn't even realize they had moved it. Now, let's get back to our comedy joke. Marine 240, Boca Raton in the house. Yo, holla. Holla, Marine 240. Boca. So here, maybe you've heard this story already, but we're just going to go it's over it It's on the again. other side. Boca's on the Atlantic yeah. coast, Robin. What's the matter? But this is, this is kind of embarrassing, but this is, this is the PC world that we have come to. Yes. So um, a, a comedian, Ahmed Ahmed. Ahmed Ahmed. Was Not pro- Sham God, Sham God, who was a great basketball player at Providence and played in the NBA no. a little bit. No, Ahmed, Ahmed. Is it Ahmed or Ahmed? Ahmed, okay. A-H-M-E-D, Ahmed, Ahmed. He's a he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's been on several different shows. He's not one of the uh, the, the dummies with What's-His-Face who does no, all no, no, the no, what's no. his that's, uh, that's uh, Ahmed. Ahmed, who's the terrorist. Yes. And he's with the... He's the uh, dead terrorist. Yeah, he's the dead terrorist who's, who's one of the puppets of What's-His-Face who's funny and does uh, a lot of D- stuff. Dunham, Jeff Dunham. Jeff, that's great Jeff Dunham knowledge right there. So let's get back to Ahmed, Ahmed, already yes. in progress down in Florida, Naples, what's the comedy club? Off the Hook Comedy Club. Off the Heeji. Obviously, it wasn't off the hook in no. this comedy club. <laughs> now, as audi- as comedians often do, they oftentimes poll the audience to see. And now the fact that he is Middle Eastern, he asked how many Middle Eastern people were in the audience. Right, which is a fair question. Yeah, it's a it's a fair question. And then and then you know he has a comedy bit that goes with it. Well, he did saying that um, the 
there was somebody that called out saying that there are about 25 Muslims, as he, oh, excuse me, there were about 25 Middle Eastern people in the audience. And the they were ranged anywhere from Iran to Iraq, all over. And then Ahmed, the comedian, said, Oh, well, we should organize our own terrorist organization. Boom, boom, yes. You, know, you, got the, you got the rim shot right there. And uh, the, the place had to basically explode in laughter and right. frivolity. And I mean, because he's making fun of something that makes people uncomfortable, and there are actually people who think that way. Well, guess what? One of those people was actually in the audience. And a terrorist was in the audience? No, oh. one of the people that thinks that as soon as, you know, a couple of Middle Eastern people gather, it's dangerous. And um, the caller called 911 to inform that there were 25 Muslims at the show. Somebody called 911 from the comedy club. Don't they know you're supposed to have your phones off and on silent during the show? And then, well, no, it was immediately after. Oh, so they waited through yeah. the show to end, and then they called 911. And so he told the dispatcher that they called deputies because they felt uncomfortable after the comment and asked if something like that should be said. The caller was concerned that Ahmed would say the same comment again in a later performance. And, quote, I quote here, I think Ahmed said, I don't want to misquote the quote, he said. I know there was at least one of us in here. Then he pauses, and then he goes, comedians, of course, comedians. And so everybody in the mind thinks that he's going to say something like a terrorist. Did the FBI like break in with like 15 cars and guys wearing SWAT, the black jackets and AKs and all the other stuff? It's just uh, seriously, people. Can we just get over ourselves with this whole PC crap and being so? It's frigid. a comedy club. And this Chris Rock is now yeah. because of this type of can I say it shit Bullshit. going on. He's saying that he's going to get out of comedy because pe comedians can't be comedians anymore. Exactly. It's a joke. Before we get to the Chris Rock update, let me play a little just a taste of this, Robin. Except there's a stupid ad, and I gotta get rid of it. I've right. turned this down for a second. All right, I'll tell you when it's good to go. Okay. It's about voice uh, VOIP phones. Oh, we way. need one. No, we're not buying another one. You just no, buy the I'm new just trying phone. to figure out how. I'm I'm still trying you to. You down with your VOIP effort? Yeah. How we're gonna do your phone calls? You know me. I'll on... crank the music up, Robin. Please. Okay. No more phones, please. Hit me. There's not a minute to spare. Yeah. Don't worry. Flavor, flavor, baby. There's not a minute to spare. Public enemy, baby. Gone. Now I dialed 911 a long time ago. Don't you see how late they're reacting? They only come and they come when they wanna. So get the motor truck and then bounce this going up. They don't care cause they stay paid anyway. They treat you like an ace that can't beat the tray. I know you stumble with no use people. If your life is on the line, then you're dead today. Late comers with the late comers stretching. That's a body bag in disguise. All I'll bet ya. I call them body snatchers cause they come to fetch you with the North Passing ambulance. All right, all right, all right. Gotta wait for the main. Gotta wait for the refrain. Here we go. I can prove it to you. Watch the rotation. It all adds up to a situation. So get up and get, get, get down. 911 is joking. Yo, town. Get up and get, get, get down. Late 911 wears the late crown. Get up and get, get, get down. 911 is joking. Yo, town. Get up and get, get, get down. Late 911 wears the late crown. All right, that's a good job out of it. Flavor Flame and Public Flavor Enemy, yo. Flame. Kicking it old school. In our old school Thursday, thirsty Thursday throwdown, yo. Can we just put 
a reminder PSA out to everybody. Don't use 911. And by the way, 911 wasn't a joke in, in Naples, Florida. It was the idiot in the comedy club Correct. who called 911 because of a joke. It's Are you serious right now? Absolutely ridiculous. Although we're getting some comments now, people who may have been in the vicinity. Jennifer Jennifer Love Hewitt did not answer the phone, no. first of all. And secondly, somebody did not yell, This is MAGA country, okay? I'm, wow. It's embarrassing. That only it, happens in Chicago, which is really MAGA there country. There are several there's so many times, even more so lately, that I'm just embarrassed to be part of the human race. Why is that funny? Okay. See, what I do is when I try to swipe the screen to the next page, uh-huh. I accidentally touch something uh. else, and I trigger it, sort of like people in Naples, Florida. However, though, however, however. Bill Bully, Must, Bully 77 Mustang says, ask the question, were there 75 virgins in the parking lot? That's nobody really, I didn't, does it say in there what happened when the police got there? Well, it depends on what, what uh, strip mall it was in. Because if it was anywhere near the strip mall... Why does it have mall, to be in a strip mall? How do you know this comedy club was in a strip mall? It may have been a standalone establishment. It could be. I don't know. Although from the front of the <laughs> front of the picture, it kind of looked like a strip mall kind of location. I didn't see the place. What's the name of the comedy club again? Um, I already got rid of it. Shithole in the wall or something? Oh. <laughs> it's a Tony. ha-ha hole? Tony, Bruno. Well, I mean, there's this ha-ha hole and there's all these different... Funny bone. It was called the Off the Hook. Off the Heezy! Off the Hook Comedy Club. Fight the power, baby. I'm sorry. This is Throwback Thursday after way, Robin, after all. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, right. So we had to throw it back to Public Enemy, and I get it, don't get a chance to play 911 and as a I joke very throwback. Up. I put on, the, I had a picture of the throwback jersey. Yes, exactly. We do it all. We kick it old school here. Even if it's unintentional. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get to the... Oh, wait. Hold on a second. We have breaking news? I did not realize this, but I actually have the 911 call. The actual call. No! From the comedy club? I just found it. Damn it, Robin. That's bad research out of you. It is. Hang on just one second. Let me (laughs) switch back to... I want to hear this 911 call. I do, too. I want to hear this. So hang on just a second. We have tape. Whenever you have tape to, to, uh, to corroborate... And this isn't CNN, after all. No. This is real news. So let's let's hear this. Let me back it up. Back back that ass up yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. The comedian, he's, um, his name is Ahmed Ahmed. As the people raised their names, they said, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Iraq. I'm from Iran. I'm from Pakistan. I'm from here. I'm from there. He said, that's great. He said, we could organize our own little terrorist organization. That is the 911 call made by an audience member the day after an act at Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples. The comedian posted his interaction with deputies on Twitter. There was a 911 call uh, about me that somebody was nervous for their lives based on some of my material. Yeah. And then you guys had to come down and check me out. <laughs> you can't write this. <laughs> this is not really happening in my career. You can't write this NBC shit is right. Gabrielle Dawkins spoke with the comedian and the club owner who are still finding it hard to believe it really happened. There you go. Wow. Wow. It's a sad world we've come to, man. Why even go to a comedy club? Why even go if you're going to get triggered? Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. This country is complete. Although my buddy out there in Los Angeles, the great barbecue beef Balboa, uh-huh. Street Bryce, as yes. you know him, he posted this morning, which may be good news for some people, but at least it's news that is scientific, unlike the climate change hysteria that 12 years we're going to all die uh-huh, uh-huh. and all that crap. Apparently, according to science, there is an asteroid approaching right now. This isn't the scene in, uh, in Christmas Vacation where Clark W. Griswold says to the little kids, hey, I just heard news uh, on, the, on the Weather Channel that there's a, there's a foreign object in the sky heading this way. This apparently is a real foreign object, not the kind they used to use in the old World Wrestling Federation when they would pull it out of their skin-tight trunk, pull it out and hit the guy over the head and then well, hide then we it. Need, we need Bruce, Billet, Bruce, Will, Bruce Willis back because he defeated the asteroid in Armageddon. He defeated a lot of things except the, able, the ability to throw a pitch over the home plate area at a Major League Baseball game. But so anyway, that's now there's a, an asteroid that's supposed to hit Earth in 2023. So I like this, not that I want the Earth to be destroyed right away. I like the fact that now at least we have a definitive date. Okay. It's not they don't have the date n- narrowed down yet because, you know, we can't even tell what's going to happen this weekend in the weather. But it, when it comes to na- when it comes to science and asteroids, they keep an eye on that shit out there. We got like telescopes and stuff. We got AOC keeping an eye. I think she has a telescope in her little garden that she has up there in Brooklyn or the Bronx, wherever the hell she lives. So there's going to be an there's an asteroid headed this way, ladies and gentlemen, and so now it is. May 16th, 2019. That means we have four years. How many years? Yes. Coincidentally. This is uh, according to... Let's get this breaking news update now. We really dropped the ball on this one. We didn't drop the asteroid or drop the bar of soap earlier. Um, According... This is published on... Where is this published from? It's the scientific location. It's right. not Bill Nye, the fake science guy. This is real science. So this is according to NASA. Yeah, NASA's like real. Yes, NASA's like real. They don't make shit up. A um, a space rock packing 560 megaton blast. What's power. it packing? 560 megaton blast. Big deal. Uh, it, what's his name? Is packing bigger than that? It measures 700 feet across and weighs 13 billion tons. 13 billion tons. Billion tons and has a force of a 560 megaton nuclear bomb. How many Hiroshima's is that, or Nagasaki's is that, or or uh, Kamikaze's is that? I'm not sure, but it is uh, hurtling towards space and is feared to make possible brush with Earth between... Brush? 20- just a little brush off? Just a little brush. Just a little tease? Between 2023 and 2117. That's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a close... Wait, wait, it's even, now they're going AOC on yes, us? They are, I thought it was 2023. No, the earliest is 2023, but it's anywhere. There's a window. What's the window? From the windows to, to those the door, asteroids. The window is 2023 and 2117. What? Yeah. Between 2023 and 2117? Yes. That's so bullshit. NASA, NASA's asteroid tracking sentry system have calculated at least 62 dates on which the asteroid could potentially make contact. Even the local weather people are more accurate than that. <laughs> the very first potential cataclysm date falls as early as August 8th, 2023. So August 8th, let me write this down. Yeah. So it's either going to hit on August 8th, the earliest, 2023, so we have four years to prepare for that. Yes. Or if you really think you're going to make it to 2117, 
So what is that? That's a pretty big uh, range. That's a pretty big range. Well, but let then, me get the calculator you know, out. Th this is why, because the asteroid. So, so if anybody's watching me, the <laughs> asteroid is heading in one direction, but the Earth is going like this, right? Is it going to catch on fire like Bill Nye did with that stupid comedy bit that people think was real science? And the Earth does, unlike what most people think, the Earth does not go in a complete circular o orbit. It wow, is this a is very, very deep. It is a slightly oval orbit. Actually, it's more like even egg-shaped. It's so, like my head then, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. Totally, it is totally your head. And so the idea is that it would have to be in the exact... The Earth would be have to be in the outer rotation while this asteroid it's sort of like, is hurtling. It's, it's sort of like Ben Simmons' jump shot. If the rotation's not right, he's not, he's not going to hit shit. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. You're getting science. Oh, let me, uh, uh, see, I hate, I, I understand they got to do this. They got to make money. But here we go. In just a couple seconds, just for the tip. And what are, what are we watching? Well, I just need some amb ambient music. Oh. Or actually, what this show sounds like today with all the kind of breakdowns we're giving you, the comedy club breakdowns. <laughs> All the other good stuff. If we could actually get your money, that would be awesome. Uh, Scrapple Joe suggesting that it's time for Tony to join. Oh no no no, Tony. He says to join the Heaven's Gate cult, but we should actually no, have we got to start a new cult, a Tony Gate. Yeah, except you don't have to buy Nikes. No, or even knock off we Nikes. We would be way more stylish than that. Yeah, you can't be wearing white Nikes and go to bed. Shh, Who no. the hell does that? Who the hell? First does of all, you're getting the sheets dirty. You've been walking outside in some pasture. Oh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. But, and we would not have those little single beds, and they had to abstain from sex. Do you remember that? That yes. was another one of the things. Well, the sex drive, it's, it's all coming. It's, it's like the, the, the worlds or the universe ah. is coming into focus So we need now. to counteract the Heaven's Gate sex drive type you come up thought with a new, process. Heaven's Gate doesn't sound good. No. It sounds like a bad movie that, what's his name, made. Uh, wasn't that a bad movie with the guy who played, uh, who was married to uh, Madonna once? Oh, um... He did Dick Tracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of it right now. Was he Dick Tracy? In the movie, yeah. He played a lot of characters. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, yeah. What um, am I thinking Shirley, of? Shirley MacLaine's brother. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Warren Beatty. Thank yes, you, thank Fire you. Superfan. Thank God other people Warren have brains Beatty. for us. It's ridiculous. I'm so glad people are like, paying don't, attention. Don't keep the music up, Robin. I'm not, I'm not turning it yes, down. Yes, you are. No. I am not. I'm just. I'm. I'm RCHing it. For those, do you, does anybody know what RCH means? By the way, it is an official. I'm the one who told you this years ago. I, I learned did. this when I had my first class FCC license back in the day of radio, when you had to have a license and you worked at the radio station because you had to uh, make sure you get right. took the transmitter readings. So you'd have a little log book there, like Star Date, like Captain Kirk did, and you'd say Star Date, and you'd write down the meters, uh -huh. the amplitude modulation. The Gaframistan positioning, all the other nonsense that's in there, and I was—I'm a licensed scientist. I have an FCC. I have more licensed science background than Bill Nye, the fake ass science guy, who's basically an actor. That's what he is. He's no science guy. He's a stinking accent actor. You like this music, Robin? It's a little, uh, I feel like I'm in the Franklin it's very Institute. Zen. I'm in the uh, in the planetarium. Yes. It's the cosmos, man. So back right, let's to fire page. one up. Fire one up if you want to like. If everybody's like, you know, it's middle of the afternoon, you want to light up a doobie if you're home. Back to RCH, Tony. Okay, so RCH is an actual technical term that was taught to me 
by Bruce Hornsberger. Not the guy with the range. That was Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsberger was one of our was our chief engineer at WFIL. And whenever I would go over and do a meter reading, he had a first class license. I had a third class. But I worked my way up to first class document. You back in the day when you're in radio, you're like, hey dude, I got a first. You know what I'm saying? I got a first, I'm not a third class guy. I got a first class license. So he said, you need to turn in a couple of RCHs. Heaven Can Wait was the movie. That's what I was talking about with, with, uh, oh. with oh, Warren I do remember Beatty. That. Remember, that was yeah. a horrible movie. Oh, it's kind of cute. That's what I when, that's when I heard Heaven's Gate. See how my wine works, Robin? But no, Heaven's Gate had the comet coming. Right, wow. Not Night of the Comet, which was a great movie. One of my favorite movies of all time, Night of the Comet. Remember that? That was yes. one of those teen was, movies, tweener movies, that was really well done. That was one of the actresses that you really liked during that time. That was her name, Night of the Comet. But then the other one was good, was the, the vampire one on the, on the pier in California, Lost Boys. Yeah, Lost Boys. Lost Boys and Night of the Comet, two of my favorite like tween movies from back in the day. They didn't call them tweens back then. Catherine May Stewart and Kelly Maroney. No, I don't know. They were two girls, the sisters. They were hot, but they weren't really big stars. Sort of like most of these slasher films that are out today. You don't know who the chicks are. They're little hot tweeners, and they're trying to get a break, so they go out in the woods and get slaughtered by some crazy guy. And let's circle back to RCH. So I'm giving you, Robin, <laughs> just relax. Just sit back. I'm helping your ADD tone. No, I'm, I always bring it back to the conclusion. Okay. Just feel like you're... Just listen. To, crank that up a little bit more. I want everybody to feel like we're in a planetarium right now. We're all one with the Earth. The asteroid's approaching. It's got like a 100-year window between 2023 and 21. It's like 90, 96 years. Uh-huh. There's that 96-year window, which is like when they can predict weather here. Yes. It's about as accurate. We're going to make everybody go to sleep. I'm feeling high right now. Are you, Are you feeling it? Are you getting high? Dude. This is good sex music, too. If we didn't have a sex... Just imagine putting this on. No. And you get a couple of women over. Even one woman, if you want. But I prefer two. Just, just the way I am. And then you say... And they sit around with you, and they're going through, like, maybe some yoga poses... Gladney, North Carolina says the gal in the Lost Boys is a minority owner in the Atlanta Hawks, right? I did not know that. I don't know. Well, the Corys were in there. Corey yeah. Hyam and Corey uh, Lewandowski. And, uh, and only one of them still alive, right? One, one of the, cra the, the, the crazy ones still alive. Corey they Feldman, both, Corey both, Haim. They were both kind of... Weird dudes. Corey Feldman. I said Corey Feldman. I'm feeling... I'm tripping right now. Is everybody tripping? No, just imagine. You got two hot chicks, one of them with a really, really nice rack. And she's got, you know, she's got the yoga gear on. She's got the tank top. Right? She's pretty hot. And then she's got some old hag with her. And they're both, like, doing yoga exercises outside. And then you're there with them because it's part of a class. It's not just the two ladies there. One very, very attractive with an incredible rack. The other one's sort of, like, eh, in a pinch. Uh -huh. If I listen to this music a little longer and I have a couple of cocktails or maybe some ganja or maybe a magic mushroom Tony, from Colorado. Tony, we don't Colorado. have to imagine. We do not have to imagine that. There is actually a duo that fits that description I know, exactly. Robert, I'm, getting, I'm setting the mood here. 
Yes. I want everybody to feel like get in the downward facing dog position if you can right now. Thoroughbred 1004 <laughs> says, this music just made me spark one up in spark the office. Spark one up. Spark one up right now. Just don't do it if you're driving because I want you to be in total relaxation. I want you to feel one with Tony Bruno Nation in the total relaxation. Oh, oh. I just saw another planet form. That was. It was a shooting star. So now you're doing yoga. You're outside. Picture this. You're outside. Beautiful scene. Uh-huh. Birds are chirping. Yes. Flowers are growing. Mm-hmm. You can see the mountains in the background. Puffy clouds. A gentle breeze. Yes. But not too much wind. Jamie Gertz is the minority owner, remember? Oh, I remember her. Jamie Gertz. She had the rack on her, too. Again, I'm not trying to look news women as a sex object here. I'm just pointing out some of the people's good points and bad points. Do we run out of music? I don't think so. No. I think this is just chapter one. I think that's like a two-hour... It's an hour and 13 minutes and 31 <laughs> seconds. That's about as long as... That's about that... an hour longer than I need. But anyway... So now, wait a minute. You're breaking the mood, Robin. This uh, is your buzzkill. I'm sorry. Everybody to feel... Oh, here's your favorite commercial. Robin, you're breaking the mood. You're talking about me with ADD. I'm not even on the crap that you're on. You're on Adderall. Ooh, squirrel. <laughs> so the shooting stars are coming You're in the background. Again, let's try to get back okay, into the okay, mood, Okay, I'm back. I'm, 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 feel I'm, the zen. I need, I need a little zen rake and one of those little zen gardens oh, yes. where you have the sand. We need like a little water yeah. action in the background. Yeah. So now these two women are leading this yoga class. And we're all relaxed. Uh-huh. And now somebody starts, you know, breaking out a doobie, if that's what you choose. I'm more of a red wine, nice glass of wine. Right. Maybe a cheese plate on the side. Well, maybe you, a nosh. you could like maybe have a gummy bear. I don't need too many things to get me in the, uh, to get my mind. Maybe a magic mushroom there with a nice little gorgonzola cheese stuffing. And now all of a sudden your mind is wandering. Do they make magic mushroom cheese stuff magic <laughs> They mushroom. should now. They're legal in oh Denver, Colorado. God, they should make them. Magic mushrooms. But now with extra gorgonzola just stuffing. Mm. <laughs> and so while we're all... <laughs> the Zen Garden will be on the Amazon wish list. Oh, I'm going to add something like that. We can have it here on the desk. Although we'd have to have like some kind of special covering so the cats didn't think it was like a cat box. Let's get back into the mood, Robin. Okay, okay. I'm circa. I'm. I'm. I'm breathe, everybody. Seeking within. Hank Goldberg's going to be releasing oh. some locks here in oh, a second. Oh shoot! Speaking we have to call. Him. We have to call. He him. said between three fifteen and three thirty. We're three eighteen. We're good. Just relax. See the buildups coming now. Well, can we quickly talk about RCH before? No, I, I got to get to the to the two women in the stupid Zen garden. Oh, for God's sakes, Tony! Jesus Christ! No, he's not involved in this. This is not a religious thing at all. This is strictly spiritual, which does have nothing to do with any religion. We, we have lost cabin pressure. You need to circle around a little faster because it's 318 and I need Robin, to... Robin, you hear the build up here? Do you hear this music building up to a crescendo? Yes. And then all of a sudden, we're all right there. So close. And what happens? The two instructors start getting closer together. And maybe now, all of a sudden, one's kissing the other one's neck. I'm agreeing with Bob from Valley Forge. Get to the damn climax, Tony. I am. If Robin wouldn't stop interrupting this damn beautiful visual that I'm preparing, Joe Biden then sneaks in from behind and smells their hair. And they elbow him right in the balls and say, get the hell out of here. You're creepy, Joe. And then they start making out. 
and then you're starting to get aroused, and so are the other people in this class. They're all getting excited. And then finally, you, being me, get excited, and you finally say to the women, young ladies, would you like to go back inside and have a little extra fun? And they say, It's true. All of that to tell you that an RCH stands for red cunt hair. That's that official. Was actual, because t- I would say, when they would say, turn it up, uh, an RCH, everybody always believed until Robin, anybody that I've ever met, I said, turn it up, an RCH. And that's what it means. So you can use that as a scientific radiation now, the next time you're with your friends. In the meantime, let's call Hank Goldberg. Goodness gracious. And by the way, ladies. That took way too long. Oh, wait a minute. Now we had another jack. And all of a sudden, it's a 7-3 to three ball game. You know, Tony, I'm all, you know me, I'm all for four players. Yasmani Grandal has just jacked one way out of there. That Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in and gives up a bomb to Yasmani Grandal. And all of a sudden... It's a 7-3 lead at the top of the seventh as the Phillies' bullpen goes boom. 7-3 Brew Crew as they're about to take three out of four. I was just giving an update. Hank, Tony, Bruno, how are you, pal? Okay, what's doing? I just gave a Phillies update. Yasmani Grandal just went deep, three-run blast, and the Brewers are about to take three out of four from the Phillies. Oh. Are you down on baseball gambling or you not? you stay away from the hardball? Yeah, I'm doing baseball. Uh, if you took the Brewers today, you made a good, good pick. You made a good pick if you took the Brewers today. <laughs> In daytime, uh, Hank, of course, the great one, hammering Hank. You, you see him on CBS Sports Line. You see he's involved with so much great stuff. He's in Las Vegas. I know he's got a few minutes today, and I appreciate him coming on. You were here for the Derby. You gave us the 20-horse, Hank. I then mixed up a lot of other great uh, picks in there and basically gave out the $51,400 Superfecta. And then you even like sort of mock me and say, well, you can put the 20 horse in there if you're doing all these things, if you want to do one of those Tony Bruno Superfecta bets. And like a dummy, yeah. I didn't. And I'm like a dummy, I didn't put the fifth horse in there, which was the 20. Or I would have been $51,400 richer, minus taxes, of course. What's the payout on that if you have to take taxes out from 51.4? What would I have taken home? Uh, take out uh, probably about. Then maybe 15% if you have a good accountant. Even though I'm over 65 and I'm not supposed to be paying taxes on this stuff. <laughs> I said if you have a good accountant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about that. Now i got to come back and win and the Preakness. we got 13 horses, Hank, and I know you've broken them down, and I know you like that number seven horse. Now, did the post positions that they drew last night, did that change any of your – any of your uh, feelings about, like, Seven, Always Mining, which I know you like, and some of the other horses? I don't like them. You don't like Always Mining? No, I, I don't know what to make of Always Mining. You know, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, run, he's won six out of six races. But, you know, who did he beat? You know, he was running. You know, they used to run the uh, Tessio. And, by the way, I don't think they should call that race the Tessio. Because he turned against Michael. And they should really call that race the Comenza. He was loyal. That's great. And the Godfather knowledge. It's the Federico Tessio stakes down there in Laurel Park. And he's one of the first. 
He's trying to become the first Maryland-bred horse to win the Preakness since, what, 1983. So a lot of people like him because yeah. he runs nearby at Laurel, and that's probably a lot of the attraction. But he has won races. So is I know the competition's not the same as this field of 13, but so you don't give any of the Maryland he's done well at Laurel advantage? No, because they, they used to run that race at Pimlico, but now they only run 12 days at Pimlico. And you know what was great about 83 was Bill Boniface um, was the... Um, was the guy who trained that horse, and he was a sports writer. And so the press box went nuts that uh, that year uh, when that horse came in. But one anyway, thing about horse racing, uh, man, because you know you can't cheer in the press box at a horse track because you can bet at, uh, at Churchill Downs. the only press box you can bet in as part of being the press. So you can cheer in the press box when you're covering racing. Oh, yeah, they have a great betting window. At, uh, they have th- uh, three... Uh, three windows that you can bet at at Pimlico. Beautiful, man. No problem. That's the best part of horse racing. Degenerate gambling sports writers and sportscasters and anybody who's in the media can turn around and go right to the window and not have to go back out into the stands and try to find a window. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that seven horse, uh, you know, all his races have been at Laurel, with the exception of... Uh, he started out at Churchill Downs and at Keeneland, and he was up for three at those tracks. So all his wins have come at one track. Right. I don't trust that. I just don't know what to make of this horse. He's an unknown to me. All right. Now, uh, I know but, you do know. One of the things that, that I've always been impressed about you, Hank, more than any of the other horse people that I know, is that you talk to the trainers. And the difference in trainers and horses and, you know, and agents in baseball or sports, the, the agents in sports always talk up their client. The trainers don't always talk up their horse. And you gave us the 13 in the Derby because you knew the trainer and you spoke to him. And, uh, and, and he came in and finished in the money. Now, there's a couple of other trainers that you've talked to regarding this race. And, and that's what I like. That's the edge that I like that you provide versus a lot of other guys who just say, yeah, well, you know, I like this guy because he won this race. Well, Improbable is uh, trained by Baffert. Right. And he's going to get the money because he's Baffert. But there's, uh, you know, people who know the, the racing game say that, uh, although I talked to Elliot Walden from Windstar, and he said he didn't think that the horse would have distance limitations, but he did have distance limitations. Uh, he he kind of, his race in the Derby was uh, where he was in a pretty good position at one point, but he, uh, he, he kind of hung. He, he was in position where he was making up ground, and he looked like he was going to run a decent race. And what happened was uh, he flattened out in the stretch, and he got blocked a little bit, and he wound up uh, running really fifth, although he got moved up to fourth. And if you look at the comment on uh, what happened to him, said he was in striking range in the two-path, and he idled through the far turn and got in some traffic, lost position, shifted out in the drive, and then he had just a mild response in the stretch. I don't like that. And I thought that the horses who ran in the derby had a tough race. And under normal conditions, you wouldn't run a horse back in two weeks after he ran in all that goo and had so much taken out of him. So I'm kind of, I think you have to use improbable because he's uh, so well-bred and he's Got so much ability, and he's, he's got doing Mike very Smith. well coming into the derby. And Mike Smith will be aboard. I mean, I, again, these are all good jockeys, but Mike Smith's riding improbable. 
in this race at the Preakness. So you're right. He's going to fish. I'm glad the seven you don't like because the seven screwed so many people in the Derby that I don't think people want to put seven in their mix this week, uh, this uh-huh. coming Saturday up in, in Baltimore. Well, I like a horse a lot. And, you know, I don't normally bet horses to win, but this horse was made 15 to 1 by the line maker there, who I think did a horrible job. But, uh, for example, uh, another twist of fate, uh, he was beaten by Overdrive, the five horse. Overdrive is 10 to 1, another twist of fate is 6 to 1. I don't get that. Right. Uh, but but uh, Broken War is 15 to 1. That's a joke. That horse, I would make him five or six to one off of what he's done in the past. Bourbon War ran in Florida, and he was uh, he was second to maximum security in the Fountain of Youth. A good second, too. And then he ran in the Florida Derby, and he came in fourth. If he had run third, he would have qualified with points for the Kentucky Derby. But he came in uh, right behind... Uh, Code of uh, what's his name? Code of whatever uh, the the uh, horse who ran third in the Derby. Code of honor. Anyway, Code of honor. Code of honor. Yeah, he was third to him, and he was making up ground. And but the problem was that there was long speed in that race, maximum security, and nobody was was closing. This horse was closing the best of anybody, and he hasn't run since. He's trained by Mark Hennig, who I like, I like a lot, and he's got uh, Ortiz. I ride Ortiz, who's the top jockey mm-hmm. on him, and he's going to like the extra, you know, mile 316th is still a long distance. He's going to like the extra distance. And I think this horse has a great chance to win the race. And if I can get 12 to 1 or 11 to 1 or whatever, I might just bet this horse to win, which I never do. I'm always looking for exotics, like, you know, exactas and supers and all that. Exactly. I'll do that too. But I'm going to win. I'm going to bet this horse to win. I like the two horse too. Now, there's a couple of new. There's a lot of new shooters, and most of the Derby horses are not in there. War Will is back. Improbable, as you mentioned. Uh, then you got uh, Bodie Express, who's a nine horse at twenty to one. And obviously, you know, the Derby was a yeah, mess for Bodie all these Express. horses. Bodie Express was seventy to one. Yep. In the uh, Florida Derby, and that's how he got the points to be in the Kentucky Derby. He shouldn't be in any of these races. So and win, win, win got a lousy post. He's in post thirteen, and well, and uh, you know, war, uh, way of will, who was the horse that got uh, taken up on uh, by maximum security. He was involved in the, in the uh, disqualification, right? Because he was the victim. He drew post one again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just can't win from the post one. So I, I don't like anything out of the Derby except I think you have to use improbable, uh, improbable yeah. because he's got the the pedigree exactly and of course you got Dwayne Lucas in there uh for what 44 years how can you have a prequel yeah. about this guy it's unbelievable with Mark yeah. you like Market King the Dwayne Dwayne Lucas one? no I, I I like Wayne but this horse has got nothing uh, I'll tell you the horses I like I like Owendale uh who ran uh he, he's had three starts and he's won twice including uh, a big stakes in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And he's got Giroux on him, who's a very good rider. And uh, Warriors Charge out of the three posts. Um, he's uh, he, he's uh, uh, Cox trains him, uh, as well as um, um, he's got another horse in here, too, who they really like better. But I like this horse. He's got, he's got a ton of speed. 
Yeah, he's got Owen. Brad Cox has Owen Dale and yeah. uh, Warriors Charge, the three and the five. Yeah, I like both of them. I'll tell you, Owen Dale's improving with every race. He's young. He's 10 to 1. Um, and, I mean, lightly raced. And Warriors Charge has never won in a stakes race. But he just won by 12 and a half lengths in an allowance race at Oakland. And he's got a ton of speed. And he's going to break on top. And he'll be on the lead, I bet you, at the t- first turn. And then we'll see how far he can go. But I'm going to use him underneath. Absolutely. But my exacta is going to be Bourbon War and Owendale. Those two horses, you'll get a good price. A 2-5 exacta? Yeah. And then if you're going to go supers, you got to use the improbable of the four. you got to put him in, a, in, a, in any kind of super. Yeah, right? and, and I'm going to use Warriors Charge underneath. And I'll throw in always mining because I just don't know how good he is. So we got a two, three, five, two, three, four, five. Actually, those those four horses in the mix. If you're going to do a super, you got yeah, to well, do one of those. And I'll throw in uh, the seven as a fifth one underneath. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty simple. Two, three, four, five, seven. Even Robin can remember that. Even but I would put two five first. Yeah, two five first. And you're going to bang the 2-5 and everything, right? Yep. And I, I should put what? Uh, I should do like a $72,000 exacta. <laughs> make up for my... You should bet the $54,000 you could have won. No, 51400 Hank. So I'm if sorry. That's uh, me a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, let's, uh, so you don't like Laughing Fox. You don't like Everlast, a 50 to Everfast. I'd drink uh, Everlast nah. before I would bet on Everfast. But he's a 50 to I, I like Dale Romans, but I don't know why he's in this race with this horse. He just uh, handed him at the last minute. By the way, I, I bet on uh, Brooks Kepka to win the, uh, the PGA. Yep, and he's sitting there in the clubhouse minus four. And, uh, minus seven. No, minus seven. I mean, that, the uh, the only guys out there now uh, who are actually making any kind of move to get close. There's a couple guys at three under. Tommy Fleetwood is in there. Tiger is at, tied for 61st. He's like two over. Not out of it, but certainly when you go seven under right away. And uh, in, in this guy, Lee, is in second place for the Korean. He's at four under. So he's through 12. He's minus four. So that's it. Seven minus four, the couple minus threes, a bunch of minus twos. And Brooks Kepka, the defending champion, out the gate, already in the clubhouse at seven under par. But you didn't get good odds with Brooks Kepka, did you? I got nine to one. Oh, that's pretty damn good. I'll take that. Yeah. Well, Hank. So well, you can't get it now. No, I know you can't get it now. You should have told me that the other day, and I don't bet on golf. Sorry, Hank. Maybe if I lived in Vegas, like I usually you. don't either. But I like this guy. <laughs> you know, if I were in Vegas, I would probably bet on golf, NBA, and uh, pretty much anything on the board. No would you more... become a total gambling degenerate? No, if but you, you pick and choose. You don't see when you don't when, when you don't live there, right? I, when I would go to Vegas, I would go crazy because I felt I'm there. There was. Let me the tell only... you something. You hang out with me, you become a total degenerate. Well, I mean, that's why I love you, <laughs> Hank. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but when you go to Vegas and you're, in the, for example, I would go to Vegas a couple times a year when I lived in L.A. And then I would always sit in the sports book because you want to dabble. You know, you see it; it's screaming at you. Yeah. But the 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 point is, you just don't you don't bet just to bet. You don't say I'm going to bet bet five games right. and do that. You pick one or two games you like, and that's how you do it. The people who just go in there and go crazy and bet like every race. Uh, you know, on the board and betting on regular season NBA games where you're getting screwed, you know, in a last-minute garbage bucket <laughs> to bust the under, that kind of stuff. That's when you're a degenerate. 
When you're sitting in there at yeah. 10 o'clock at night and the games are over on the West Coast and you're hoping to get one stinking over in an NBA game and a guy misses a three at the buzzer and you go home really pissed off and your life is ruined at least for another 24 hours. Unlike the Derby where my life is still, I'll get through this, Hank Goldberg, but I will never get over this superfecta that I did not bet. Well, you know you're sick when you stick around and bet the Australian races at 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, Hank, we have been invited to go down to the Melbourne Cup. Yes, in First, November. That's a big event. Yeah. We're thinking of actually going, get down under, especially because we've been invited by all these Aussies that want Tony to be down and there. And it's nuts down there, Hank. we got to go down there, maybe do yeah. a live show. Maybe we'll do well, a... That's, a... That's a major sporting event. Absolutely. I'm talking about those ordinary races that they put up on the board and the yeah, sports books that you can watch on the screen there. And, and, uh, and the guys who are sitting there are the real desperados. Oh, yeah, I love desperados. Usually I like the women desperados. Do we call them desperados or desperadas? Is a woman a desperado too or is it just a man? <laughs> Robin, I'm going to ask this of Robin. Robin, can a woman be a desperado? Uh, uh, we call them hustlers. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to say nowadays a woman can do whatever she wants, You're or a man right. could be a desperate. But I think it, technically, if you were being correct for the Spanish, it would have to be changed to desperada. Exactly. That's what I want. I want it to be fair. I want everybody to be treat, treated equally. That's all. Well, I'm if it's more than one, you would call them desperadai. Exactly. <laughs> Not Danny Lee. Danny Lee, of course, is the South Korean who's in second place. He's through 12 now. Four under, three shots behind uh, Kepka, and then a couple of guys at three under, and then a whole bunch of guys at two under. So Kepka got out early. He got the seven, he shot seven under, and now people will be chasing him for the rest of the weekend. And uh, he's got he's one of those yep. guys who's probably not going to fall off the face of the earth as they go deeper into the weekend. I would think. Watch out for Patrick Cantlay. Patrick, you know, he was only three shots behind Tiger in the Masters. He's pretty good, that guy. No, there's some good golfers, but Tiger and Molinari. Who went down to the final hole at the Masters? Uh, well, he Molinari exploded like on 16 on in. I mean, he was right there and then blew up, hit a couple in the water. But he he's back there with Tiger, so they're close two over. There's a bunch of guys two over, three over, four over. There's a couple guys 12 over, and they're going home early. But they do they play? There's a cut right in the PGA Championship. I think so. Yeah, yeah they have to because there's a hundred golfers, so there's no way that there's no cut line. Hey, yeah. Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen, sir, there it is. We've given it out. I will uh, massage the numbers and release my picks tomorrow, but I always appreciate. So you're big. The long shot that you would stick in there of all of these, because there's no really big ones. You don't even like the Dwayne Lucas 30 to 1. You don't like the 50 to 1, because there's not really a lot of big, big numbers. You don't like Laughing Fox at 20 to 1? Nah, yeah, I mean, Signal Man at 30 to 1. But he's, he, he was good as a two-year-old, but he's been kind of a bust at three so far. It happens. But he's uh, trained by Kenny McPeak, uh, who will sometimes throw in a long shot. Well, we have a listener here that says he's got Fleetwood at 22 to 1. Oh, Fleetwood, uh, he was up there for a while, and then uh, he didn't finish strong today. Well, that's today. Are we talking horses or golfers? No, no, he's talking about Nick Fleetwood. There's no horse named Fleetwood, Robin. Sorry. What's the matter with you? I hate to do it to Robin right now, Hank. I hate to do this to her. I love this her. That's what happens when I came back at the table, and I, but I was, I was well, trying you're mix, to... You're mixing in golf and, and, uh, and horses. It was a little too much for my brain to handle. 
Yeah, four legs on horses. <laughs> well, sometimes there's three on guys. Oh. Ooh. See, if a guy made that joke, we'd be in trouble, Hank. But a woman can make yeah, a three-legged. She can make a three-legged male joke and get away with it. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, it's always great to talk to you, buddy. We're going to come out to Vegas. You too, Tony. And see you, man. Okay, I hope to see you soon, Tony. Right, take care. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the great. Put your hands together for the man. My man. Hammering Hank. Goldberg. Goldberg. Not the fake Goldberg. It's a TV show about Philadelphia stuff. It's not really fake, though. It's the writer's from Philadelphia. You know, I don't watch any of those Philly shows. I've never watched It's Always Funny and Sunny in Philadelphia. I know. You've never I've been I've never out. watched that. Not because I hate it. I just I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I didn't watch. I don't watch this Goldberg show. And it's based on people that grew up in Philly. And go. Through, and there's a lot of Philly flavor in it. They never asked me to be in there. Who's more Philly than me? They put all these fake Philly people in these shows. They don't use real Philly people. It is a total outrage. They do use real Philadelphia cream cheese, though. But that's legit. I mean, that's the only real cheese. Philadelphia was Philadelphia cream. cream cheese actually invented or started here? How did that name come to be about? Who do I look like, Robert Kraft? Oh, no, that's a well, different Kraft. Well, you have I'm sorry. all this useless information in your brain. It's so much faster well, it's than made asking by Kraft, Google. Right, and they make cheese. And Bob Kraft goes out and cuts the cheese with young girls in the massage parlors. And that's an ugly thing whenever you got an old guy and he's cutting the cheese. All right, I'm looking it up Look now. Look up Kraft Philadelphia cream cheese. It's Philadelphia brand. It doesn't mean it's, it's from Philadelphia. They probably don't even make it here. Here is the official information. Oh, let's go to your Philadelphia cheese update desk and a woman who spread some the schmear question, many why times. Why is Philadelphia cheese called Philadelphia cheese? Philadelphia cream cheese. Um, Kraft explained that Philadelphia was adopted as the brand name after the city that was considered at the time to be the home of top quality food. Well, it still is, but it's not only the only town that has top quality food. So it's Philadelphia brand. That that's the point. People forget. So here the first. But we know it now as Philadelphia cream cheese. Right. Nobody says, "Can I have some Philadelphia brand cream cheese?" The first cream cheese was made in New York by an American dairyman, William Lawrence, in 1872. Mm -hmm. In 1880, Philadelphia is adopted as the brand name. In 1903, the Phoenix, not Phoenix, Phoenix, P-H-E-N-I-X, Cheese Company of New York bought... How do you know it's not Phoenix, even though it's spelled P-H-E? Well, then they're stupid, and they don't know how to no, pronounce fee. things. It's like pho. P-H-O no. is pronounced fa, yeah, right? Is P-H-O not pronounced fa? But that's a different language, Tony. Well, New York's in, a different language. Robert, English, what's the matter with you? <laughs> in, it's true. In English, phonetically, P-H-E-N-I-X would be Phoenix. Just well, saying. But the, the, that company um, bought the Philadelphia trademark. Okay. And then Phoenix merged in 1928 with Kraft. I'm going to bet you that it's they actually pronounced it Phoenix, even though it's spelled P-H-E-N-I-X, Phoenix. That's, it could still be called, it's like Philly, Philly P-H-I-L-L-Y. It would be How so would you wrong. And we know what they pronounce, P-H-I, just standing alone? What is P-H-I? How is that pronounced? Phi. Phi. Right. Phoenix is P-H-E-N-O-X. How to pronounce 
Phoenix. There's a lot of companies that use names that are variations of a name and still use it, and it sounds like the word. It won't even allow me. It keeps saying, did you mean Phoenix? P-H-O-E. It was never no. made in Philly, by the way. No, it was in New York. It was New York, New York, New York. But it's funny because you go to New York, and New York's known for bagels, right? Let's all agree that when you think of bagels, New York bagels is the first thing that comes to mind, right? Everybody makes bagels anywhere now, but the New York bagel is considered the original and the best bagel. So this Phoenix Cheese Company, or Phoenix, made cream cheese and then the brand Philadelphia cream cheese. So when people go into a supermarket, no matter where it is all over the world, what's the first cheese cream cheese you see? Philadelphia brand cream cheese. <coughs> you going to make a cheesecake? What kind of cheese are you going to use? Philadelphia. Or the cheapest knockoff that's on sale, which is probably made by the same company and the same <laughs> factory, but they don't put the Philly name on it, right? It's like the Costco stuff. You know, it's all Kirkland because it's Kirkland, Oregon. And Kirkland has, it's, it's top, top-notch stuff. Yeah, but that doesn't mean Kirkland makes all those products. They probably get it from a lot of the same factories that produce the brand names. Yes. And then they have their own brand name slapped on it. You know what correct. I'm saying? You would be correct. Oh, uh, it's Bull 70, Bully 77 Mustangs. When I think of bagels, I think a lot of a Florida Marlins box score. See, that's good baseball breakdown knowledge right there. This is good stuff now. You're not getting this anyway. I could go for a schmear right now on a nice crispy, even though we're not allowed to eat that kind of stuff. We can have a bagel with cream cheese, right? Uh, Great. Sure. I mean, any we're not bagel. Supposed to, well, this is what's happening, folks. So we we started the intermittent fasting, which we are still adhering to, and we're doing very well. But we have not uh, kickstart our metabolism as much as we would like. Yes. And so, can you kick me in the ass after the show to the try to get this fantastic thing? Vinny? Um, oh no, I can't think of his last name. It's an Italian name. Uh, Vinny Tab ta- Tortorich. Tor- Tortorich. Thank you, Vinny Tortorich said that we need to cut out grains and sugar. Now, we had just gone shopping, and we have all this refrigerator and everything full of food. So as soon as we eat... No, we're not even... even. I haven't had bread. I haven't had any bread, grains. I'm not eating the I grains I gave some here. away. Yeah, we gave some away to our buddy that was over the other night and said, hey, you want bread? Here, take it. So we are, we are really... We're having, we're having a lot of chicken. I bought a turkey breast the other day. We've been having turkey, white meat turkey breast... Every single night for dinner. And that's healthy. That's good protein right there. But you we know did what I'm have, But you had stuffing, and that's definitely grain. And I point, did I not say Kirkland was Costco? And it's, Kirkland is in Oregon. It's the name of the town, and that's where or Costco's headquarters Correct. is. So they have their own brand, which is Kirkland. And the Kirkland brand is phenomenal. oftentimes yes. better than some of the other brands that they sell. And, and, and Don Collins says, buy Kirkland golf balls because they're basically Titleist. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying. So Kirkland, a lot of the products that have the Kirkland brand name slapped on it, it's like when you go to Acme and they have their own organics brand. Then coffee, Acme's not making all of the coffees. Right. They're buying it from other K-Cup companies and they put their name on it. They don't put Acme on it, but they'll put on an organics brand or they have different names. And all these stores do it. Speaking- there's always the generic version. Like mm-hmm. if you go into any, oh, yeah, any no, you know, there's a generic version of, 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 of uh, allergy pills. Mm-hmm. And then there's a regular version. And in the generic versions... Is usually way cheaper. Exactly. And it's the same exact formulation. So why would you buy the There's no $25 bottle of Claritin when you can buy a $12 bottle of Claritin, exactly. the generic version? I have not been able to find any anywhere saying how to pronounce Phoenix. Phoenix. No, Phoenix. And Kirkland Vodka is good. 
Kirkland's products are good. We used to buy them all the time. Mm-hmm. That's that's now BJ's, which is another wholesale club. They have their own specific brand too, and I forget what that's called. But they have they have their own brand specific names of products as well. But they also sell all the brand name stuff too. It's not just everything's Kirkland and Costco, but a lot of the products have Kirkland versions of it. What's the one in BJ? Sam's Club has their own generic version of stuff that has its name slapped on it. This is some good breakdown. This is like we got you in the gross. We took you into space. Wellesley. Wellesley, Wellesley Farms. Farms. Wellesley, Wellesley Farms. That's right. No, Wellesley Farms is what they sell at BJ's. And right. trust me, if anybody knows BJ's, it's this reporter. One track mind, Tony. No, I mean, well, why would they call themselves BJ's and what, not think people are going to make jokes about it? It ain't no joke in BJ's. What did they originally start off with? What, BJ's? Was, BJ's was not a a nationwide store. I don't know, but you know, Sam's Club, Sam Walton started Sam's Club, the man who started Walmart. Right. So then he had a, 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 then he did these, the big stores, what do they call them, the, uh, what do they call these, Sam's Clubs and BJ's right. and Costco, they're, they're, they're called, uh, club stores. Like, club, yeah, clubs, because you have to have a membership to go in, and then you can buy online too, and then we have a membership to BJ. We don't have any Costco's near us, that's why we don't have, I love Costco, but when we lived in LA, it was only like a quarter mile from our house, we could walk to Costco, and the Costco's in California were phenomenal. Because they have, like, great wines and everything. You can buy everything in there. Here are the only Costco's where you can buy wine. There's one store in Jersey that sells wine in a BJ's, I mean. Yes. The BJ's in New Jersey, only one of them sells wine. It's the Willingboro store, if I'm not mistaken, or Moorestown, one of those stores. The other ones don't. Only one BJ store in the Philadelphia area carries wine. And you know what that is, Robin? Total outrage. outrage. We used to go to Costco and and buy cases of wine. And I have to admit, though, like between BJ's and Costco, I would prefer Costco. I I like the Costco Costco products better. BJ's is all right. It's good. No, it's not bad. It's just that I like the Costco products just a little bit better. But BJ's... There are no Costco's here in in Philly. There's all, all outside of Philly, but not close by. And I have the history of BJ's. Um, it is not BJ and the Bear, of course. No, no, you no, know no. who the guy was in BJ and the Bear, Robin. It's Hester Knowledge right here. Um. Oh, I can picture him. That's the Costco in Morristown because we've been to the Costco in Morristown. That's the one that's hard to find when we turn off the road and try to get to it. Yes, we're getting off like one thirty, and we're like, and it's awesome. Where the hell is this Costco in seventy three? And so BJ's is Berkeley and Jensen, according to Burton Gus. That's what BJ's mean. No. Berkeley and Jensen. No, yeah, me, because that's one of the brands they have. I know, but that's wrong. Berkeley and Jensen is actually something that's sold elsewhere as well. But Wellesley is their their own name. But here is the um, BJ update. BJ update. Uh, it was the department store chain started in Zaire, Zaire, Z-A-I-Z-A-Y-R-E in 1984 on the Medford Malden border in Massachusetts. I thought Zaire was where the, the, the great I, fight was between uh, Ali and... I know, and, I uh, thought that was and, in uh, Africa somewhere. But the company's <laughs> name is derived from the initials of Beverly Jean Welch, the daughter of Mervyn Weich... Huh? The president of the new company. Not Sam Weich, of course, the former coach of the Cincinnati Bengals who told those fans, no. you're not in Cleveland, you're in Cincinnati, behave yourself. So there you go. That's how BJ's came to be BJ's company. And the, the official name is BJ's Wholesale Club. Exactly. And we have a membership. We're members. We're verified, certified, dignified. Well, sometimes. Then I go, you know the problem with BJ's I don't like? 
They don't have the free shit out all the time. Costco always has the Costco I buffet. I love the Costco BJ's buffet. BJ's like puts out one guy pouring like Welch's grape juice. I need a little bit more than Welch's grape juice if I'm going to peruse around the entire store and spend $400 if I go in there every time. And there's only <laughs> two of us. I spend $400 every time I go in Costco. I mean, in, in BJ's. And then they don't, they don't have any... The Costco buffet, you could go in there and not have to eat dinner. And a lot, and like BJ's got rid of their uh, their their snack bar. I know it's Costco has the ham, the hot dog, and the drink for a dollar seventy five or whatever. Their chicken, their hot chicken pocket yeah. things. BJ's got rid of it. It's a total outrage. It is an outrage. Now, <laughs> never would I think that I didn't really like a good BJ's, and now I don't like it. Well, Bull uh, seventy seven Mustang says I tried to get a BJ's in New York, but her the, accent was a turnoff. Robin, you blew the joke, so to speak. Well, I was. He says I to- tried to get a BJ in New Jersey. But her accent was a turnoff. Did I say New York? Yes. Oh, jeez. See, this is why I could never be a comedian. It's an outrage. It is an outrage. <laughs> John Collins says, I hate the free shit. Everyone's lining up and blocking me from getting to this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it when, you, when you're in the store and the Costco and, they're, and, they, and, and then like all these old people like rush to the front yeah, and, and they, then they grab like six or seven of the little... Paper cups well, that they I love put the stuff because in. It, because they they don't have everything out all at once. So right. especially if they have to warm something yeah, up, or they have to put it in like, the oven. They have yeah. the little oven. You see the like <laughs> people that are sort of like circling the area like sharks, just waiting yes. for the kill. And as soon as you hear that ding, yeah. they come storming in. And then the poor person there who's like has to serve the stuff <laughs> has to put them in these little little cups like a pill cup, yes. and they're like macaroni and cheese. And I'm like. Dude, what am I going to do with this macaroni? And, and they cheese? always have the really loose-fitting plastic gloves. Yeah, exactly. And they're all and they're slipping constantly. Especially when they have to cut portions yes. of stuff, and then everybody's anxious, and they're like, "Where the hell? That you got? I got the smaller piece, you bitch! I want the full portion here." However, <laughs> however, so this, but you do find out about stuff. We bought a Vitamix, which is the yes. best freaking. Mixer in the no entire that. world. Yeah, and then we got it at a Costco because was, the guy was in yeah. there doing a demonstration. And it took us two different visits to decide that we were going to get one. The first time, <laughs> we got our little samples of uh, what did they make with the Vitamix? They made it. They made they make ice soup. cream. They made ice soup. cream and soup. So you're sitting there. It's like, dude just made ice cream, and then he made soup with the damn same blender, and then he has this nasty tub of water that he sticks the thing in and rinses it out and slams it back out and makes more shit. But as Don Collins says, you rush for a goddamn cracker? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I ain't standing in no line for one damn saltine, all right? Because then I'm going to have to go get a beer or something. I'm not eating saltine crackers in a damn beach. But that's how they have it. They have it so that you, like, there's there's the food in one position, and then the next aisle over, they got something to drink. It's like the whole buffet. No, the Costco buffet is the greatest. It's awesome. I would literally do this. And I was making a lot of money in L.A. And I would still come home at noon when I wasn't doing the TV in the afternoon, and I'd go to BJ's, and I'd look around for some, you know, some moms, some MILFs, some hot. I think you moms. even took me to a, to a Costco on uh, the buffet on a date one time. Yes, it's, it's a great so place. Romantic. I'm telling you, I'm trying to help the people out there. You go into Costco middle of the day, uh-huh. especially if you're like in Venice area, right there on Washington Boulevard at Lincoln. There's a Costco well, right now there. Now I bet you they have to be really careful with all the homeless that are, you know, 
hanging out. They hung out no matter what. You think they're going away? Yeah, but if somebody gets if if, if somebody that's smart enough to get a Costco membership, they go in and they can have a free buffet every day. Yeah, so that's what that's what they're doing. If they they can afford a Costco membership, but they're going to ruin it for the rest of us. Not for me. And I buy the buy AJ Marcus buy the damn product. That's that's how I buy products sometimes. <clears throat> I know. Like I'll taste something. I'll, I'll, we did a, what was it? One of these. It were these pot stickers. Yeah, the pot stickers. But it was a different brand. They were delicious. And I tasted one. The teriyaki one. Yeah, and I loved it, so I bought a bag. I think we're hungry. (laughs) Are we hungry? Yeah, now you're making me hungry, Robin. Damn it. See, we always bring it back to food. We always bring it back to science. Just think of what you get on this show every day. You're always going to get a taste of science. We gave you the asteroid, and the really, really, they really have broken it down. It's going to either hit us on, not even hit us full tilt. It's going to brush us, just going to brush us back. And then the benches will empty and everybody will get ugly and then people will be thrown out of the planet. It's going to be planetary hell to pay. So August of 2023, which is only four years away, Robin, or on the back end, it could be 2117. So what's the swing here again, Robin? 2023 to 2117 is when this asteroid is scheduled to either destroy the planet or just graze us. That's a big window. That's a really big window. 94 years. A 94-year window. We can't even have a nine-day window to predict the weather. And I was giving NASA all this credit for breaking down this asteroid, which is hurtling toward us. Oh, no, honey. What? Oh, no. Steve Dumick passed away. Oh, no. Oh, God. Just getting a word uh, from John Mamola, who's uh, down there in charge of 620 WDAE in Tampa. And I know Dean and a lot of great friends in Tampa uh, where I've worked many, many years on the station, with the station, with Steve Dumig and Chris Thomas, who we lost a few years ago. And Steve Dumig, who we saw at the Super Bowl. We used to see Steve all the time. We saw him at the Super Bowl. A few years ago, we went out to dinner with him, and he wasn't feeling well. Well, actually, he didn't really know. Um, he said he felt fine. And when he got back after the Super Bowl, within 24 hours is when he had, uh, he passed out. Yeah. And that's when he found out that he had the tumor, and he's been fighting it. I know. And then at one point, he was back on his feet. He was playing golf again. He went back on the air. <laughs> I just texted him, like, two weeks ago. And he said he was doing okay, but... But he was very... He was was trying to keep his head up and his chin up because he would not... He wouldn't, he wouldn't answer the phone, obviously. And I don't know what his condition was in the last couple of weeks, but he would always reply and say, doing okay. And was very, very He had a hard time talking. Exactly. But he had a hard time talking, but he also didn't really expound upon when you asked him if he was doing okay. And he would always say, I'm doing okay. And obviously, the stroke that he had... It was a brain tumor. Yeah, it was a brain tumor, and they... And, they, and it was really, it was, unfortunately, it was, uh, even though they were treating it, um, it was wrapped around several different parts of his brain, and so, for the most part, it was inoperable. Mm-hmm. They had hoped to be able to shrink it enough to be able to do some kind of operation. I know that they were doing all sorts of different things to try to make it work, but 
So condolences to all of our friends and obviously uh, his wife and Dean and all the other people who knew and listened to Steve Dumig. He was the he was the afternoon voice. He was on the Golf Channel, great golfer, was a golf pro, uh, radio professional in Tampa Bay for decades, an afternoon drive on 620 WDAE, now on the FM dial at 995.3 WDAE on Twitter. And so, you know, here we are. The big dog has left us. And that's why we say, try, you know, enjoy life every day. You never know. I mean, there we were at the Super Bowl having dinner I know. In, s- in, a, in, a, in a Cajun restaurant. I remember it vividly. Yeah, at Papadou's. At Papadou's. And everything was good. We saw him at the Super Bowl. And then he goes back and was going to a hockey. I think it happened when he went to a, a, a game at a Tampa Bay no, Lightning he was watching. game. He was watching it at home. Are you sure? Yeah. I know that we, it happened during a Tampa Bay Lightning game. Yeah, he was watching it at home. And, and obviously, we're, we're all sad. And, and uh, we're laughing and joking one minute. And then John Mamola gives and, he, and John points out, you know, sorry to break this to you like this, but you know how much uh, we loved him and he loved us and all oh, of our he friends. He was such an amazing he guy. He became family. I mean, yeah. all, all, Chris Thomas, who was a great legendary uh, 620 WDA in midday host and TV host in Tampa on News Channel 8 for many, many years. You know, we lost him years ago. And I remember I was in L.A. and and he was sick, and I flew from uh, L.A. to Tampa so I can go see Steve in the hospital. I mean, uh, Chris Thomas in the hospital. They, made, they had a golf tournament now, which they do every year, called the Chris Thomas Memorial Golf Tournament. I'd always try to fly in every year from L.A. or Philly, wherever I was, to be a part of that. And now we lose another legend, not just in the industry, but a great friend, great broadcaster, and really, you know, part of the family. Big dog Steve Dumigs passed away in Tampa today, and... We're all very, very sad. Life is short. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where you're going to be an hour from now. You were joking around about asteroids hitting us in 2023. You know, it could happen right to anybody at any time. So just enjoy life. Don't be so serious about everything. Don't let politics or dirty tricks influence how you think. Try to, be, try to free your mind and relax. Just enjoy life. Enjoy your family, your friends. Enjoy everything that's great about this gift of life. Don't worry about things that don't matter. You can't control things, especially things you can't control. If you can't control something, you don't worry about it. You only should worry about the things you can control. And then just make the right decisions based on what that little voice in your head tells you all the time. To just do the right thing. Sometimes you'll be tempted to do the wrong thing. But it's always about enjoying life. Trying to be happy, laugh, live, love, laugh, and be happy. That's the gift of life. Even if you're, you know, there are a lot of people I know that are not doing well, who are sick, who can't move around like they used to, but they still have a zest for life. The young 11-year-old girl at the Blues game last night, going to the hospital, being in a hospital for four months with a very rare disease, now able to laugh again after the treatment that she went through. We see people like that every day. That's why when I hear about people who are upset about this and kids and abortions and all these other things, we were all born to live. And those of us lucky enough to live year after year after year and see people who die at a young age, children, middle-aged kids, teenagers, young adults, parents, grandparents, we're all going to die. We don't know when, and so you just enjoy it. So, can you hear that? Hear what? No, no, I don't hear anything. So uh, uh, it's a sad way to wrap up a show. 
and uh, condolences to Steve Dooming and his family and all of our family and friends in the Tampa Bay area with this uh, really, really sad, sad news to end our Thursday show. You have something to play, Robin? I'm trying to find the last interview we had with Steve. Obviously, this is coming suddenly. So, Robin, we do have, we do have obviously, a lot of great memories with Steve. The, the Gasparilla parades that we shared together on the floats down on Dale Mabry. Great times, of course, at hockey games. Great times at dinner and cocktails, whether it was at the, at the, after a lightning game down the street, whether it was down in Clearwater Beach with Dean and a lot of other our friends playing golf together, enjoying life together, than to have it basically in the last two years taken away from you the way you once enjoyed it. So heartfelt condolences to Steve Dumig, his family, all of our friends in Tampa at 620 WDAE. And uh, we'll find that. We'll play a taste of that tomorrow, Robin. We'll save that till tomorrow. Because I, I, don't, I don't want to keep going on because obviously we just say, rest in peace, big dog Steve Dumig. And we thank everybody for listening today. We thank Hank Goldberg for joining us. And everybody who listens, as you do every single day and follows the show and subscribes to the show, and tell your friend about it, friends about it, because that's what we're here. We, you know, we'll laugh together, we'll cry together, we'll talk sports together, we'll talk science and all the other silly stuff that makes us laugh every single day as we enjoy this gift of life. So don't drink and drive, don't text and drive, and God bless America, and God bless every one of you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on Bruno Nation Live on Twitch TV. for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. Bye.